Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Gentlemen, Adam, post Christmas, how are we feeling? Uh, not as hungover as I was yesterday, so that's good. Uh, I, tired. We were talking about this before the show. Um, for Jassy and I, drunk at Christmas was not a thing. Nope. Like, never was a thing. No. And Steve, this is a fairly new thing for you. It is a new thing, because uh, I never did it. Mm-hmm. And on the Italian side, you maybe maybe have a, you know, maybe a liqueur, M- maybe maybe a glass of wine or two. You, st- you still, you know, one of you drives, the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, still, still Hold all on. safe. The Italians play it responsibly. Oh yeah, well, believe it Get or not. Get the hell out. Oh yeah, or you just stay over at none of. Yeah, that's what you should enjoy do. Enjoy leftovers for breakfast. Um, you know, so a little bit of drinking, but not getting drunk mm-hmm. with uh, my new Scottish in-laws. That is uh, very changed. <laughs> <laughs> just a completely different experience. Oh huh? my god, beer, wine, rum, scotch, uh, Bailey's. I think. Uh, what else did I have? Oh my god. A lot. And you're the only scotch drinker in the family. Yeah, it's me and, and my older brother-in-law are the only two people drinking scotch. And I assume the only two people who woke up with pounding headaches. I'm sure. I'm sure. Scotch is so good, but just just right to the brain. <laughs> you just feel the damage you're doing to your head with every sip. So good, though. It is really good. It so is really good. good. Do we have it's a good Christmas? It. Everybody get a good... Everyone, you know, feel Enjoy good? It. Santa yeah, Claus yeah, is good to you? Good Christmas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was nice and pleasant. What'd you do? Did you see your family? Pleasant. Yeah, I got I got to go home to Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Wow, how'd you get there? Um, the go train. Actually. Wow, yeah, yeah. spent two days there. It was good. It was well, good. as we record this, I, I walked through the uh, the hallways here at Rogers with Steve, and he said to me. It was a great drive in today. I said, oh, yeah? And he's like, it only took 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> and then Adam laughed. And then I had a resentment towards Adam that I can't yeah. explain. How long's your drive? It took me. Seven total minutes to get here. <laughs> Seven minutes. And that is because I passed Jesse on the way a police car that got smashed by a, Mas- a Mazda SUV. Oh, so, God. So I avoided an accident and still got here in seven minutes. <laughs> I should be able to legally kick you in the ass for saying that. I really should. And I also, Man. Uh, you're, you're wearing some new uh, bling today, sir. I am wearing some new bling. Uh, Adam gave me a dead watch. <laughs> it is a dead watch. It's true. He uh, knows it's a really nice way. It's dead. Oh yeah, it's very dead. Okay. Uh, so this is not a Christmas gift. Adam <laughs> bought this for my wedding, <laughs> which, by the way, was in 2014. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he kept meaning to get it engraved, and then he never did. So now I just now it's a watch that well, doesn't tell time. That's right. <laughs> I got you the real life Infinity <laughs> wow. Watch. Wow. Yeah. For our yeah. real life Levi Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> Except mine has hands, though. You should have engraved Levi. Oh, oh my Levi God, can you imagine? Dangle. I wreck a perfectly good expensive watch. Yep, just for a joke. Well, <laughs> this syncs up so well with my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you want a good time, you should check out his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. As in, like, people have been sending, I guess people have discovered Levi Maestro's Twitter account. And one of the tweets I got was, how much art is in your art? Oh, my God. Oh my God! How much? What does he do? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's talk about hockey. And you know what? Unfortunately, you know we've got the World Junior Championship to talk about and that sort of thing. But uh, the thing that we got to talk about first are the tweets that Steve Downey was sending right before the Christmas. Oh, no, why we got to talk about this? Talk about the games? Oh, there were none. Yeah, so that's there were none. And also, I think it's an important thing to talk about. So if you missed it, and Steve missed it because Steve is blocked by Steve Downey. 
Yeah, unbeknownst to me until recently. I, I mean, that makes sense, though. You could always just sign out and read their tweets. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. No. I don't, I'm not, open I'm not a, like, open a new window. <laughs> I'm not Crow. famished for Steve Downey tweets. I'm like, oh man, okay, gotta get me. And it's not like they're not like screenshotted and just thrown up on the internet. No, no one's ever done that. So it know. starts December. I mean, I've, I've talked garbage about Steve Downey over the years. I'm sure you tagged him. I mean, he was on on the ice. He was a lunatic. So how can you? Yeah. Blame? Yeah, no, no, I, I did too. I, I thought he was a terrible, deplorable person. Like, the worst person <laughs> since Matt Cook. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not his fault, as we've learned. Well, so here are the, here are the tweets. I'm going to read them out to you. There's a lot, so bear with me, okay? okay. So it says, uh, this, this starts on Festivus Eve, so December 23rd. Yes. First, shout out to Max Domi, haha, what a punch. Second, shout out to Dave Tippett and Newell Brown on running a great program down in Arizona. Uh, there's a reason they're in last every year. Hashtag classless. And by and he didn't write there as in they are. He wrote T H E R E. Newell Brown, by the way, I think I was trying to think of his name a few podcasts ago. That is Matt Duchesne's uncle. Oh, wow! Yes, only Steve would know. Things only Steve would know. But don't ask him to divide or do taxes. <laughs> no, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about. I was just randomly talking hockey with family this Christmas. I was like, oh yeah, Aki Berg, and, and you know he was picked third overall. The Leafs also got Chad Kilger, who was picked fourth overall that year, and they're like, why do you know that? <laughs> Yeah, and, they, and every now and then a family member will jump in and be like, "Well, that's his job to know that." No, no, I knew that when I worked at the zoo. <laughs> so why do I know that? Well, because you you were ready for this job before you got it. Oh, damn! So prepare for the job you want. That's right. You're Not ready the for the ticket selling at the zoo job that you have. That's right. If exactly. you're always ready, you never have to get ready. Oh damn! Whoa, damn, damn, Jesse. Uh, third, that, that was a Conor McGregor picture. <laughs> <laughs> that was a meme shared by your aunt <laughs> with a minion on it. Share and an angel will appear. <laughs> I hate those so much. All right, uh, here's third, a dove with writing. Third, Perry, uh, Peterborough Pete's are better run than the Arizona Coyotes. Fourth, I've never played on a team when my best player broke his hand in a fight. Ha ha. Uh, this game has changed or Tippett's an idiot another classless move done by Tippett uh, this really put uh, over the edge last year and made me quit on Arizona alright so this is where it gets interesting the way they treated Big John Scott I remember watching Tippett laugh at Big John working his his butt off I guess his ass off for the team I can say I've that I've already said ass uh, classless <laughs> John Scott is the best teammate I've seen in a long time my last game I played for the Coyotes, Dave the Man Tippett, didn't let me skate for four days. Not even a morning skate. Then he randomly wants me in the lineup. Effing classless. He was a little mad. Colin Campbell, uh, or sorry, Colin Campbell, asked John Scott if his kids were going to be embarrassed. Uh, he's going to an all-star game. What a joke. Mm-hmm. John gets mad at Colin, or Colin, I keep calling him Colin, I don't know why, and tells him that Arizona trades him. Uh, who's the puppet? Uh, that's enough for now. Merry Christmas to all. And then it wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, that was not <laughs> enough at all. Arizona Coyotes, Christian Thomas from, uh, flies Christian Thomas from Minnesota to Providence after sending him down. He makes it to Providence just in time for the game. Christian had season ending surgery that night. Not fair. If I was an agent, I would not let any of my players anywhere near that team. And to all a good night. And he still wasn't done. Big rest of the avalanche has been stuck in a hotel for three weeks with a concussion. I wish I knew I would have got him the help he needed. Uh, I would have done it three weeks earlier. NHL plus concussions equals an effing joke. And then somebody tweeted him and said, speaking of concussions, and it is a um, it's a it's a uh, a gif of him 
absolutely destroying. I believe it's Dean McCammon, but I can't tell. Yeah, it's a horrible hit. Absolutely horrible hit. Is okay. Is Downey on the Flyers and the other player no, on the no, Sens? No, no, he's on the pen. He's on the. Uh, someone's on the Penguins, and he's on the. Was he on Tampa Bay? Here, let me see here. Yeah, have a look at this one. I don't. I, maybe it's not. It looks. It might even be Ben Lovejoy. Oh yeah, I think so. Wait, is that even Downey? I don't even know. I think it's supposed to be. Look at it. He jumps into the yeah. thing. So anyway, you'll you'll see all this on Steve's account. Steve Downey's account, that is. He said, this is, <laughs> Steve. This, is, this hit is what happens, and it's a, it's a jumping hit from behind the net. Player's got his head down, and the other player leaves his skates, slams into the, this guy's head. That hits what happens when you watch Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em videos from age 5 to 18. Nothing good comes from those videos. I, I did what I did. I did what I had to do to play. I still think about what I did to Dean McCammon and what I caused his family to go through. But again... I did what Don Cherry said to do every Saturday night. Just effing disgusted when I look back. Wish I never played. Sorry, Don, but you called me a bleep for wearing a visor and trying to protect my eyes. Sad thing I listened to you. Uh, the difference between a classy organization and a classless organization. I got a, a concussion with Arizona, and they don't call or check up. They actually sent me to a knee doctor. Yeah. When I got the concussion in Philly, I spent three days in a hospital bed. Ed Snyder came and sat next to me just to make sure I was okay. Which is a great story about Ed Snyder. And then it gets great into, story. Uh, and then it gets into the other part of this story. And I'm sorry there was a lot of tweets there, but we needed to hear them all for context because uh, he retweets an article about. Uh, Mike Peluso. So Mike, what you need to know about the Mike Peluso situation is that Mike Peluso was an enforcer for five teams in the NHL. He filed workers' compensation case in California against the New Jersey Devils, St. Louis Blues, and Calgary Flames. He also played for the Senators and Blackhawks, but they were not named in the claim. Um, it, it, this, now, this was filed four years ago. It was So 2012, he files this. And it's worth mentioning that... Like, I don't, I don't remember really hearing about this. Ever. So, it is a little concerning that it was not not really covered. Last month, it was uh, an appeals board ruled the Devils withheld two documents that Peluso's side claim are and were critical to their arguments and had potential to win them the case. The two documents are medical reports from December 1993 and February 1994 uh, involving a potential head injury Peluso suffered on ice and apparently it was against the Leafs. Um, and the fact that he was having seizures at various times during, or, sorry, after that December fight, thus exposing him to considerable da- brain damage were he to suffer trauma to that part of the body. So they withheld documents about this. Peluso was knocked unconscious in a fight during uh, with Tony Tony Twist uh, during a Devils Nordiques game. That is uh, someone who knocked out a few people. <laughs> the medical report, to probably nobody's surprise, uh, ruled he'd suffered a concussion. Peluso then goes on to claim that the Devils pushed him back into the lineup for a December twenty third game against Toronto. Uh, and now that, and it was the devil's coach that pushed him Jacques Lemaire at the time in the season where, uh, he suffered a head injury in an incident with Toronto's Ken Baumgartner. So that's the Toronto incident. Uh, but regardless, Peluso stayed in the devil's lineup consistently throughout the rest of the season up until New Jersey's elimination by the New York Rangers in the Eastern conference final. So they went so that was 94. Yeah. That would have been, uh, that, that would have been the Messier guarantee. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, so now I'm sorry, Downey brought up the Peluso thing. He retweeted it. Okay. Now he said, um, "Okay, you know, I, 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 I do find it interesting. Um, 
I do find this interesting, all this whole situation interesting, because I, I, I think the, the two are, are somewhat linked. Um, and Wait, if you which Downey and Pelusa? Well, I just think the yeah, I think when we're talking about head head injuries, it talks it it really goes to a bigger issue, which is a cultural thing with the game, right? Yes. The saber rattling, the um, you know, tough guys get back up and get on the ice, and and that sort of back in my day. Back in my day, we were tougher than this. Now, oh. now that's the thing is back in Dawn's day, people didn't live as long. And back in Don, <laughs> and back at Don's day, they didn't know about neurological injuries due to concussion. Yeah. They just didn't know. So there's two sides to this that I getting think, dazed. Yeah, you felt fuzzy. Now Lou Lamorello and the New Jersey Devils in Mike Peluso's situation took away Mike's ability to choose. When you take away, when you hold withhold documents that are. Um, that are a, a player's medical document. How, I don't understand how you're allowed to do that. Well, I don't it's think his you, you're not, medical history. You're it's not, not the team's. Well, you're not, though. That's oh. the point, is that you're not. And Mike Peluso could have pulled himself out of the lineup, by, but by withholding those documents, now, if the Devils, if this goes to court, the Devils are in big trouble because they, they took away his opportunity to go, this is probably not the best move for me, even though this team is pushing that. Right, because otherwise the Devils could argue. Well, you choose you chose to put the skates on. You could have told us no, but yeah. you didn't. But now he can say, "Well, I didn't have all the facts, so you guys are actually responsible for this." And that's a big, big deal. Um, and I, I think again, it goes back to what, what I was going to get to. There was the is the cultural ramifications that this has. Um, there's a couple of, of blogs out there uh, on SB Nation that have have talked about. Um, this particular situation yeah. and how it all ties in, and they're far more eloquent than I'm being right now. But Stanley the- Cup of Chowder had an interesting mm-hmm. look at Steve Downey's comments in the Peluso thing. Now, we understand what kind of player Steve Downey was. Yeah, can I get something out of the way? Sure. Okay, I figure, okay, let's not have the discussion first, and then I get into this. Get it now. Let me get something out of the way, because I think Downey brings up some great points. Okay. And the Peluso thing is important to talk about. It's important to talk about hockey culture being messed up. We don't take head injuries seriously enough. That whole be a man thing. We need to talk about all that. But what what about Steve Downey's comments that really, really made me mad? Is there any blame on himself? A little. A little. And I think... Don Cherry made you leap into Dean McCammon's brain, Steve? No, no. You did what you had to do to play. Your NHL career hadn't begun yet. You got suspended 20 games. How did that help your NHL career? How did that help your NHL career? You want to talk about hockey culture there, Steve? Uh, Early in the 2005-06 OHL season, his... By the way, this is referring to... um, Akeem Aliou. Oh, I remember uh, this. This is awful. League, yeah, Aliou was involved in an incident where, uh, with Steve Downey during practice after the latter player, Aliou, or sorry, Downey, cross-checked him in the face, knocking out three teeth. After leaving for treatment, Aliou returned to the ice and fought Downey. The incident stemmed fr- uh, primarily from Aliou's refusal to participate in ha- uh, hazing ritual that would have forced him and the other rookies to stand naked in a cramped bus washroom. The fight and the reasons for it 
was international news and strained the relationship between Alou and his teammates. As a result, Downey was suspended for five games. Alou for one game. He got suspended for that. And both Why would players, he get suspended for that? Because. Uh, and both players demanded trades out of Windsor. Mo Mantha was given a 40-game ban from coaching by the league for the Good. incidents. And also suspended for one year as the team's general manager. The team was fined $35,000, which in the OHL is a little bit of change. So, again, the coach was involved. Again, it's more toxic hockey mm-hmm. culture. For sure we can talk about it. But Steve, I, you were a reprehensible hockey player. That's not Don Cherry's fault. No. Lots of people watched his DVDs growing up. You know what? We've criticized Don, uh, Don Cherry on this podcast a lot. I almost got brought to tears one time. Talking about how disappointed I was in Don Cherry. But you're responsible for your own actions. You you repeatedly jumped into players' brains, Steve. I walked. It's it's your fault. I, I played hockey for 10, 12 years. Every every winter. And I can tell you, I, I had I got Rock'em Sock'em every single Christmas. I didn't I did not throw ever a headshot. I never cross-checked people in the teeth. I never did any of that, and neither did any of my friends who all had the same VHS tape because it was VHS back then. Um, back in my day. Back in my day. That's our back in now, my day. Now, I, I, I think that, I think, I think Steve's, Steve Downey, that is, I think his, his comments are more direct, less, I mean, I think Don Cherry's an easy target. I think mm-hmm. it's more of a, a culture thing. And I think yes, part of- Yes, which is why I wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. Because it just, it made me mad- the, okay. Oh, I wish I never can, played. Don you cannot did be the play, one that and you were that. an awful player. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about the quality of player he was. Like, the stuff you did was barbaric. You got suspended for a long time. Why'd you get suspended? Because of hockey culture? Yeah, they were trying to keep you out of the sport, Steve, because you were dangerous to the people around you. You hurt people. How does Dean McCammon feel about these tweets? I'd be interested to and know. And you apologize. Great. Good for you. But you did it. Don Cherry didn't do that. I mean, he would have. <laughs> He's bragged about it. That's exactly the kind of player he would have been. Well, and I guess, I guess, you know, but Don, I don't know that that made me mad. But now we can have a larger discussion of the good parts of what Steve Downey was saying. Right, right. Which is, and and by the way, the, the, does that I, make sense? Yes, yes. I think it is interesting because um, it, it's interesting because you know Don Cherry was on record of calling the guys who call you know all the fighters from the eighties and nineties who were filing these warriors. Workers. No. Warriors at the time, but now he calls them pukes for going after the league. It's ridiculous, and yeah. so so Don Don deserves has to, to be criticized. Don Don deserves to be criticized Absolutely. for this. And I think here's the thing: we're looking at we're looking at a, a major major transition that's happening very quickly in the game. Right? You think about the changes that we've had since even the start of this show. The way that even the Toronto Maple Leafs were, you know, they were fighters. They were, you know, Fraser McLaren and Colt Nor. It was kind of the last stand. It was. It was truculence. Truculence, mm. exactly. Pugnacity. <laughs> Pugnacity. Uh, pugnacious. I think that should yeah, be a-, <laughs> a game that we look back on as fun uh, uh, with fondness. Was it was at the end of the 2013 season, towards the end, and the Leafs just mugged the Habs. The Leafs were winning like six one, something crazy like that, mm-hmm. and like or punches a guy who didn't even have his gloves off, and McLaren's going nuts <laughs> because with those guys on the ice, that's what they did. That's what they did, and we look back on it with fun. It wasn't hockey though. No, it was a street fight. It was that's a hundred percent what it was. And what do you get for a street fight? Five minutes. Five minutes. That's all. Time out. Time out. A 
Right? Yeah, go sit on the stairs. You miss a shift. <laughs> yeah. Well, for them, not even. Yeah, no, they yeah. were playing like three minutes a game. <laughs> they, they just sat on a different yeah. bench. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, their five-minute majors were most cruel. games. Yeah, it's <laughs> not even cruel. No, they would tell you that. No one broke a oh. player while Steve Downey was on the ice. Get out of my face. Well, here's sorry, a, okay. Sorry, so the, the the major the cultural issue is this. <laughs> you okay, me off with that. It's I like, think what yes, and you're right. I think you're absolutely yeah. right with that. Now, is does it mean? more coming from him in a sense well that's what i wanted to get to because people are like well yeah look who it's coming from well who better for it to come from 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 a guy who committed reprehensible acts Mm -hmm. who is a um was that type of player was that type of player enforcer and and lived enforcer yeah live that sort of machismo lifestyle it goes back to the Hakim or Hakim Aliou thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, he's talking about that culture. He's not just talking about throwing dirty hits and fights here. We're talking about that culture of, that, that man culture of, you know, let's, you know, the hazing thing. That, mm-hmm. if that's still going on, that needs to stop. If Well, like, what the, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with Ma- the head coach? Everyone, that, oh, yeah. That, that he would allow for that. Is insane, but the thing well, is, like and, I said, maybe it's been going on for years, and he doesn't want to be the first well, one. And yeah, to, no, no, because tradition, right? Because tradition. Yeah, I know that is the problem. Not, that not is the really, problem. Not really focusing on the idea that it's a pretty messed up tradition. It's disgusting, man. I don't know if I talked about this on the show. Um, Bob Bond, Bobby Bond. You know, again, Leaf great legend and all that. But I was reading his book <laughs> this past summer. And they realized that, uh, you know, Tim Horton had been on the Leafs for a while, and but he was never really properly initiated. So four, four or five Leafs held him down and uh, uh, were on the radio, shaved his, his downstairs area, and friggin' put, like, Tiger Bomb on it. Wow. <laughs> like, it's messed up. Completely messed up, but that's, you know, that's just what it that's was. What it, that's just I, what it was. I don't understand why you do that. I just don't get it. Yeah, and uh, you could easily replace that with, and then we took him and a bunch of teammates, and we shoved him in a bus bathroom. Or we shoved him in a locker. Messed and, up. I, I, so that's, it's that culture that he's talking about. Yeah. He's not very eloquent, guys. Uh, I don't expect Steve Downey to be very eloquent, but what he's pointing at is a cultural flaw within the game, which is this, uh, this obnoxiously old world view that you have to be a warrior in the sense. And what a warrior means is you, you fight and you get up after a concussion and you deal with it. Guys, there was a head coach here in Toronto who had a, a player had to go to the NHLPA to say, please stop this guy because there's a player on the team with a concussion right now. And he's saying, well, he's, he's making excuses not to play an NHL coach recently. I didn't say that, Adam. I think you did. And I have, I have it from you know, as far as Arizona goes. I don't know how the system or the team is doing and how the how the organizations run now. I can tell you last year from an NHL source that it was someone connected with the team that it was run very, very poorly. And it's weird. Dave Tippett gets a lot of praise in the in the NHL community. He's the kind of guy, a Gerard Gallant type. I would say one of the good old boys. Yeah, I think if he were to be fired, and it's different because the Coyotes are poor, but um, but playing poorly. Um, (laughs) Sorry, and also probably and and also a little bit financially. (laughs) I mean, but I'm I'm talking about they're not doing so well. I think there might be a bit of a bit of an uproar, especially with a young whippersnapper like John Chaka involved. Uh, 
So maybe there's something there. You know, we never hear criticism of this guy. This is the first criticism I think I've ever really heard of Dave Tippett. So it was kind of interesting. Well, we criticized them all last year when they traded John Scott. We knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to say it. Yeah. We came out and said it. We didn't even have to guess. We knew what it was. Well, everyone knew. It it was naked. It was so blatantly naked and and obnoxious what happened to John Scott. And I think there's a lot of issues to deal with here. But what we have to examine now is the way that we have discussed and created this culture around the game. Is violence for the sake of violence... Uh, something that we want to hold on to going forward. Now, when, it, when we bring it back to the Lou Lamorello thing, let's not pretend that every GM and every head coach in the NHL wasn't doing the exact same thing in the early 90s. And we'll say that for the NFL as well. I mean, oh. they, they were all doing it. It's just that this particular lawsuit lame, names uh, the New Jersey Devils and therefore Lou Lamorello, Jacques Lemaire, and yeah. that sort of thing. They were all doing it. And it's I like, think uh, that's steroids in baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have to we have to we Sorry have to, to look at things. I'm I'm a little confused though. Is this an ongoing case or a case ongoing? That... Ongoing. Oh, so okay. it's still happening. Yeah. It sounded to me oh. like it ended. Yeah. Not and done. now it's starting up again or something. Not done. No. No. Okay, no. It's oh. It was filed in 2012. It has just started to move through. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. No. It's all good. I literally, didn't it's understand. not done. <laughs> okay. So this is because that those papers are the difference between Mike Peluso winning and losing the case. That's what I was trying to explain earlier, right? So, oh boy. Now here's the thing, guys. It this is a cultural thing, and we've been we've been about this for a bit. But I think it's important to examine the fact that hockey. What part of what part of that? What part of hazing? What part of fighting? What part of you know Donald Brashear slashing Marty McSorley in the head? Is is what is that? What part of the game is that? Well, that's straight up assault. Um, and that's, he might have even been charged. And that's, I think, what Steve Downey is trying to say is mm. we have got to pull ourselves away from this. And we've we've said that. I think there's been a lot of people that have said that. We've got to pull ourselves away from that part of the culture. Because violence for the sake of violence in hockey is just violence. If, you read, if there is a violent head-on collision between two players going for the puck, fine. That's, what, that's part of the game. Because it was a play during the game. When... What year does... I think we've talked about this before. I wonder what our answers used to be. Um, when is hockey... Uh, when is fighting going to be done in hockey? When's it going to be gone? Well, three years ago. Or I should say... Because I don't think it'll ever be gone. Human beings fight. But when is fighting in hockey going to be like fighting in baseball? Where when it happens, everyone goes, Whoa! And mm-hmm. it happens like once every 20, 30, 40 games. Three years ago, we had this discussion. Yeah. And I, at the time, said, Oh, it'll never be gone as part of the game. It's, you said five years. I think I said five years, and I think you're right. And I've I've totally yeah. changed my opinion since then because yeah. I, because of just just of just the bare facts of I I could not stand behind what it does to, to players. Yeah, because ultimately it, it is a game, and ultimately they have to go home and you know deal with these injuries. The ten fight rule in the OHL was big. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I mean, people would argue it's not big enough. It's a step in the right direction. Now isn't it three games? What, sorry, an, what do you think? The it's rules? an auto suspension after three fights. After three fights? Oh, I thought or it was it, ten or fights. It three games. I think it might be three, three games, games after, after ten, ten fights. fights. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, that's like not that. even that. I don't know. Yeah. Ten yeah. fights. I don't know. God. What well, are the season, OHL's 60 working games? towards getting rid of fights. Sixty-eight. So maybe, maybe when all those players come into the league, we'll see fighting kind of disappear a little more. But it, like, it's already happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's it's just slower. Mm-hmm. It's slower. I thought, I mean, the McDavid thing, I don't want to say funny, but like, I don't think we're ever going to see him fight again because, you know, he did that. He did the Gretzky thing. 
You know what? Damn it! I'm finally going to stick up for myself, and he gets into into a fight. Brace his hand. Misses, miss like he did, it wasn't even on the guy's face or helmet. He missed, punched the boards, broke his hand. And you can't argue that it was against some other goon because it was against Mississauga's captain. I just I wonder now, and and these blogs wondering, we're all wondering, is this the moment? Are these when is the moment where the where we all just kind of admit we were wrong? Mm-hmm. When we all collectively admit, because maybe we were all a part of it, I certainly thought that that's the way it was because I was taught that. And I think Steve Downey has a point there. If you're indoctrinated into a, a particular system, of, this is how things are. You got to fight. You got to haze. You got to do these things. You got to assault people to play, to stay in the line because the that means you've got heart. Um, yeah, the fighting, when, when is that? No, hold on, though. Yes, when, is, when is that moment where we go, okay, we were wrong. We were all wrong. We all had a part to play in that. Now it's time to move forward. And look at this differently, because at some point there's going to have to be a pivot moment and we're going to have to forgive the old sins a little bit. I, I don't doubt that Mike Peluso deserves what he is asking for, along with the other guys who are, who are suing for concussion. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know, suing for damages due to sure. concussions. I think they deserve what they're going to get. But at a certain point, you know, in the context of that time. A lot of that, I mean, hiding medical documents is one thing, but a lot of, we didn't know anything about concussions. So it's understandable yeah. that people be pushed back into the lineup because we didn't know as much. Now that we do. It's not a muscle, not a ligament. Get yeah. out there. Now, exactly. Now, you got a headache, now that we do know this, now it's time to go, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to, to pivot and just say, you know what? We, we, we goofed because of ignorance. Now it's time to move forward. And I, I don't know that the NHL is ever going to do that, but I feel like as a culture or as a, as a group of people, the way we raise our kids, now is the time. What percent of people who say they'll stop watching hockey if you take fighting out, what percent of those people do you think are serious? Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably less than five. Who would ever stop watching? Like, really, you're going to stop watching? Well, altogether. then you've obviously already stopped watching. What are you going to watch then? We've already stopped watching. Yeah, exactly. If you're watching for the fighting, it's done. Like, who fights anymore? Yeah, who who really loved that Byron phrase against whoever on the Avalanche he fought for? I wish the refs had let Dion and Iggy go at it last year. <laughs> that was oh, one fight where I would have liked know. to see it. And again, I still <laughs> got wrong, but I would caveman part of me that would have liked to see that. But I, I mean, the Byron phrase thing. I mean, that was an interesting thing and an under talked about thing. And it, I mean, it is kind of my responsibility to talk about the least. I don't know why I didn't bring it up. But um, actually, just it might be interesting if you brought that up, or maybe we can link to it just, too. Byron Fraser against whoever he was fighting. Okay. So you see him kind of go, he swore a few times. Um, he, he just goes, F. And he wasn't swearing at the guy. I don't even think he was looking at the guy. Um, he didn't want to get into the fight at all. And there were no punches thrown, and all he did was grab the guy, and they both you know went down to the ice. That was Fraser's first NHL game of the season. And, and his a, team was up 5 nothing. He doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't want to get into a fight. He wants the ice time. Babcock's about to play his brains out. Oh, yeah. And there's three guys on him. Yeah. So here it comes. Como, Zadorov's uh, involved. I think Ig- it was. in there. Soderbergh's in there. Yeah. I know this isn't the greatest radio or whatever, but you'll see You'll see his face. There he is. And look, there's nothing. It's calmed down. There's no need. Nothing's happening right now. Oh, it's, I think it's Golubev. Mm-hmm. And Matt oh, Martin's yeah. in there. Yeah. Now wait though, it's going to close in on Fraser's face. He doesn't want to go. Look at him. He's going because he's gotta. Yeah, yeah you see him go f. Yeah, he's not doing that because he's afraid. And of he him. wasn't even really involved. That's him and Como going at it. I think you know it's it's a shame. And that, and that again is uh, we're down five nothing. We gotta go. And that needs to go too. 
If you're down five nothing, play harder. Yeah. I don't Why know. don't you just play harder? No, we want to send a message that they can't walk into our building and do that. Well, they they just did. They, they did. just did. So yeah. maybe if you want to send a message, score some goals. Yeah. That's that's I guess my. I mean, point. when when the Leafs had the two tough guys and they were winning all the time because of Reimer and also a ridiculously high shooting percentage. Go back, look it up. Uh, it was fighting was the answer. But then, wh- how come it stopped being the answer the next season? That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Are you trying to tell me it had nothing to do with anything? Oh. Because okay. it didn't. So weird. I thought we got rid of the problem in Joe Colburn. Turns out. <laughs> yeah, and then we had to trade for Peter Holland. Yeah. I, anyway. I don't know. So the I thing know. is, I think it's something to consider. It's not a fully fleshed out issue. It's no, by no means a coherent um this was by no means a, co- a fully coherent conversation in terms of th- there are so many issues to cover. But yeah. the, the fact of the matter is this. We have we have a culture that we've inherited from our parents that, you know, exactly and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And here. They inherited from their pap before him. sir. exactly. Yes, um, it is a, it's a long it, thing. And it is time to change. It is time to change whether the you know, you know, when you know when the NHL will change when the fans do. Adam, Adam, I think you're soft. I'm pro- you know what? I am soft. I got these pink radio hands. I just press. Uh, I just press <laughs> buttons for a living. I don't do anything else. But no, but no. Seriously, like someone comes up to you and they go, "Adam, you're soft for thinking that way." What? Do, how do you respond? Believe me, I combat this every day. I never play. Hashtag play the game. Um, I I probably just don't say anything back because what's the point? I don't need to argue with but some you bonehead. Though. You're in an argument. If I'm in an argument with someone who says that, I go, "Okay." That's it. What what other thing do they have to say? See, it's it's funny. I've I've I, I don't gone take back as... and forth. I've gone back and forth with this because like I am happy just being right. Because so you're right. Yeah. And you just go okay. But <laughs> like, why fight? Them? Unfortunately, it doesn't end there. Because like, let's let's pretend you're having like an actual debate on television mm-hmm. or something, and you're trying to figure this out mm-hmm. and prove your side right. Okay, I've you, got one. You can't just prove it with okay. Fair. So yeah. what I would say to them is what would what would your response be to the overwhelming evidence of concussions related to fights in hockey um, and in terms and, and the the effect that not only it has on the players at the time but later on in life when they can't keep relationships mm. when they're you know when they're depressed all the time because their head's been bashed in enough uh, when you know there are so many stories and so so much of a a link has been drawn between the two how are you, as a fan, or as somebody who's a part of a team, whoever I'm debating, how are you okay with that? How are you okay gotta, with that? I think we got to have Merrick on again. I'd love like to Merrick, have him talk about it. I feel it. like Merrick talked about this last time he was on, because mm-hmm. he loves the hockey fights, obviously, right? But he's got a kid. Mm-hmm. I think he's got more than one kid, mm-hmm. uh, who are coming up in hockey. I think one might not be old enough yet. Um, and, you know, he loves, he loves it all, loves it all, and then he sees his kid on the ice. Oh, ee, be careful. It's a parenting thing. And now it's funny. You see Colin Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. But he had a kid in the NHL. And he wants that kid to be safe. And a lot of executives have kids or nephews or whatever in the NHL. And they want them to be safe. So is it a matter of time? I think it's a matter of time. I think it gets it gets fixed. Does it regress? Is there any point? Do you think goons make a comeback at some point? Well, I thought racism was regressing. And look at us now. <laughs> so well, That's kind of why I ask. Because like... I mean, you assume it's linear, right? You but assume that's not no. true. No, you got to no. keep fighting until it's gone. Yeah, and not fighting, but you have to keep, you know, pushing the point home until it's fully out of Is the game. Is it up this year? 
Fights? Feels like it might be. I don't know. Fights? Yeah. I don't know. But I do know we have to take a break. Yeah, sorry, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. Uh, when we back, when we come back on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, we're going to go through all of yesterday's games through, uh, ooh, geez, there was Canada and some some team from Eastern Europe. I don't know. Uh, maybe you've heard or of the Western Russia? Asia. Uh, Western Asia. Uh, we've also got, you know, Sweden and Denmark and USA Latvia to talk about. And, of course, Austin Matthews back in his hometown because we haven't talked about that yet. Jeez. When we come back. All right, so Canada versus Russia yesterday. What we know is Russia's okay. Canada's good. Canada played better. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to see Dylan Strom finding his happy. game. Ha- happy. Because it, happy at the Air Canada Center the seemed, way he wanted. It seemed like in the, with the Arizona system that he was playing, they, they weren't impressed with his skating. Yeah, and I hadn't heard that. I've, so I've, you obviously read that mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, okay. and when I was on the, um, uh, I was on Den Talk, the uh, Coyotes. With Sarah and that was yeah, that was one Elizabeth. of the things that they talked about was his skating wasn't quite there, quite wasn't quite ready, and mm. he wasn't playing well, didn't look confident. So, and also let's be honest, the Coyotes, the Coyotes are terrible. So why There's not? No send point. Back? Yeah, it's interesting because like some rookies made the lineup. Mm-hmm. Was Kraus from his draft? I'm trying to remember. Lawson Cross was from. That. I think he, I think he was. Yeah, Chikrin is in the lineup, and I think he was just drafted because it was it was like the least. Like, do we do we get Lawson Kraus or do we get Mitch Marner? Oh well, Krause. Krause. 2015. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, Kraus or Marner? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Strom. Every every year has uh, a guy Don Cherry really likes. Yeah. Lawson Kraus was Nick that Ritchie, year. Lawson Kraus. Mm-hmm. Who's it going to be this year? Nick Ritchie was not bad. Oh, totally. But, like, the idea of taking him before Nylander, I mean, get out of my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, Dylan Strom seems to have found his game. It was really cool to see the shots of his mom, like, getting all jacked up when he scored totally. and that sort of thing. Totally. Um, Canada's goaltending, though. Hmm. Yep. The world's best name, Carter Hart. Talk about, that's like... A decent name. I, I, that's I, an need 80s. An East, I need an East Coaster to pronounce it. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. And I need a Bostonian. <laughs> Carter Hart. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, he seemed a bit shaky. He seemed a bit shaky. But what about the cat in the hat? No, Carter. Sorry. Carter Hart. Uh, yes, he did. He seemed like a Team Canada goalie. Uh, now, is that him being bad all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Or is that there weren't that many shots that got on goal? And the shots that did get on goal were Russian. <laughs> Russians do have this thing with shots. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Canada did play better around them, but I don't know. I know the third goal was a little. Rare. And also, it's the first game. It is the first game, yeah, and he is like eighteen. Like, let's. There's a weird thing a about break. the World Juniors. It's not just the standard of gold. It's the standard of murdering everybody. The 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 standard they're held. I remember. Oh God, I want to say 2009. Canada's first game was against Kazakhstan, and Canada won 16 nothing. That used to be what the Boxing Day game was. The Boxing Day game never used to be, uh, you know, they make sure it's against... But why would anybody watch that? To watch Canada murder someone. Okay. And to watch some five foot four guy from Kazakhstan take out six foot seven Tyler Myers. That was a pretty cool highlight. <laughs> and then Canada scored 16 goals on them or something crazy like yeah. that. Um, now I think they got it figured out with... You have a, at least a decent game on Boxing Day. I mean, it's Russia, right? Um, and then you go back to the Canada-U.S. rivalry on New Year's Eve. Uh, but it, yeah, it's the standard of not just gold, murdering. Canada did not murder Russia. 
Right. 5-3. I mean, oh, you could look at the shots, whatever. Most people aren't looking at that. They're looking at the final score. And the final score was a win by less than five goals. <laughs> that has people concerned. Against Russia? Yes. Oh, this is not my personal standard. This is everyone's. Yeah, and keep in mind, like the World Junior, again, we talk about this podcast, the people listening, you're in the top 1% yeah. of hockey fans. Mm-hmm. The World Juniors attracts more people than that. Mm-hmm. And they're used to watching Canada kill whoever it is they play on Boxing Day. Well, I, if it's Russia, have a brain. What I mean, they're the, supposed to be a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But you're right. But who looked great? Everyone could tell you who looked great, right? They liked, they liked how Dylan Strom looked. Barzal? Barzal's, I guess, he's okay at hockey. He's great. Now, who made any really bad plays? Like Hart's probably the only one mm-hmm. you can name. So let's so let's focus on that. Let's hyper focus on that. Exactly. <laughs> He's Mason Raymond on the 2011 Canucks. We got nothing to complain Mason about. Mason Raymond who scored at the Spangler Cup last night by the way. There you go. We got nothing to complain about, so let's complain about this. Right. Right. Now, it is based on history though. Mm-hmm. Canada's had some pretty bad goaltending in the past, but I mean, give the guy a chance. So we'll give him a chance. Next game tonight, Latvia. And it won't be him, by the way. It'll be Ingram. Oh. And net for Canada. So, And now this is the hard thing for him because Canada's got to make a decision so quick. Hart has a shaky game. Watch Ingram have a great game. Now who do you start in the third game? Well, it doesn't tell you anything, though. Mm-hmm. That hasn't told you anything. Mm-hmm. Like no, with, with no offense to Latvia, they get killed by the They get smoked by the United States. This is why I, I love talking about this sport because... It, if you talk to certain people, they'll make it sound like it's rocket science, and you, if you haven't played the game, you couldn't possibly understand it. I think it's all just guesswork, and you're going on hunches, just like you, me, and the other idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I think so. That's all it is. Well, it's, it's, Do we start the goalie in this game or that game? Well, here's all the pros, here's all the cons, and at the end of the day, you're right if you win, and you're wrong if you lose. I'm not sure if you watched the USA-Latvia game, uh, which, by the way, ended up 6-1. Six, six uh, but I found it funny, you know, US, the U.S. were able to score, uh, but it is versus Latvia. Um, and I think it's funny that, that the, this physical prowess that they kept talking about with the United States, uh, they're going to be a strong physical team. So it sounds exactly like the World Cup team. Hmm. Um, what, they weren't allowed to show it because they were always on the offensive. So you couldn't really – they weren't throwing hits because they had the puck the whole yeah, time. which is great. That's the position you want to be in. Yeah. So I, I just found that. I was like, okay, well, then what – why? <laughs> Why are you I going? Guess you use it when you have to. That's and that's how good Canada is, by the way. Is other teams are designing themselves to beat Canada. Never mind what the best team available to them is. What's the best team for beating Canada? That's what the US tried at the World Cup. And, and it worked out miserably. really well. You just you know, you ice the best team. Um your best team will be able to beat I have a question. The yeah. best, yes. In the last seven World Cup. Juniors, we have one gold medal. One gold and one medal in the last four. Pretty embarrassing. So what's up with that? The standard was five straight before that. Why why have we struggled seven years in a row? When the That's a really good question. It's a short tournament, man. It's a I don't know. Everyone thinks it's there's this big answer and Canada and or hockey in Canada is dying. Like no, that's not true at all. Look at the Olympics. Look at the World Cup. Yeah, why can I mean why can the men's team put it together? The juniors can't. Because they're kids. Sometimes you can't. Because half of the kids are playing with the men. Connor McDavid's still eligible for this team. As is Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. 
still eligible for this team. And if you want to split hairs, Finland, I mean, Line, Puglia, Yarvi, and Aho. Mm. That's ridiculous. Nylander for Sweden. Where's Wierenski uh, from? I'm not entirely sure. 20? 20? Maybe. I don't think so, though. Wierenski? Wierenski, I think, is American. Mm. American. Okay. What about Goss just be here? French. <laughs> no, I think. I'm not 100% sure. On that. Well, that's, French. that's the thing. It's, it's a... Uh, it, I don't think Canadian hockey is is on any sort of downslope. I don't think you can look at that one tournament mm. and go, "That's the state of minor hockey in Canada." I don't think it, it for any team for any team. I think you it's it's a reflection of. I mean, you could because you the U.S. went out of their way to not select their brightest goal scoring talent. Brindicat. So why does yeah? <laughs> so why why would that be a reflection on their junior program? Right. I think Canada was a factory for a long time. Of uh, really good goalies, and then that stopped, and that became the focus, ignoring the fact that now you're producing McDavid and Marner and Strom and Barzal and all these like amazing high flying forwards, mm-hmm. which was a problem before because they couldn't score. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had all these grinded grinded centermen and grinded wingers and put their working boots on and go to work. The last thing, the, look, the big, the only Rob's crisis, <laughs> yeah, the only crisis that. Canada is facing when it comes to hockey is affordability. That's it. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with talent or wanting well, it. Are, there are like rules in place in the OHL for Canadian goalies, correct? Because we're trying to develop them. Um, Isn't it only one international goalie on your team at a time? Something like that. Yeah, which is good. Way well, it should be. Uh, yeah, it's an Ontario hockey league. Yeah, absolutely should be like that. Yeah, it is. Inter- there's an interesting back and forth, and some people look at it as I don't know. I'm not sure. This is our. There are minor leagues everywhere. Yeah. This happens to be ours. There should be protection for players coming in. There should be spots held for Canadians if it's a Canadian supported league. And then there are other leagues. There was someone who wanted to come on the podcast and talk about this. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll the pay for play. Yeah, yeah, we won't get into that. There now. is no. a junior league out there. Oh, this There's is gross. A junior league out there where yeah, you got to pay to get on the team. Uh, this one goalie from. A European country paid their family paid ten grand to get on this team. They get there, and team there's three exist. other goalies. Oh, who all paid ten grand each. The it's team is carrying four goalies who all paid ten grand. Yeah, yeah, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, look it up. It's pretty gross. So, I mean, you can look at the OHL or whatever and go, "Oh, they're doing this wrong or that wrong." Well, the alternatives are far worse. Um, when we talk about Sweden and Denmark, I think there's a couple things we got to bring up here. Uh, Leaf second round pick, Mr. Grundstrom. Carl Grundstrom. Uh, not only had a pretty good setup, but with that that shorthanded breakaway was pretty cool. Now I know it's just versus ice Denmark. in his veins in the celly too. Mm. Yeah, I, I know mm. that. I know that Denmark. It is Denmark, but Denmark's better. And thank goodness that he's a winger because the Leafs don't have any of those. No, they don't. Uh, but the <laughs> other guy I think is Rasmus Dahlin. A fully caged sixteen-year-old is full full cage and killed it, and is one of those guys on defense. You're going to look at it and like well, twenty eighteen. That might be uh, one of the big names that we're talking about. He looked outstanding. Yeah, I like that about the World Juniors. I like watching players I've never heard of. Yes, yes, because yeah, how could you possibly? Have, the one like guys like Strom have it really tough because he. It's not good enough for him to just play well. No, he has to dominate. McDavid was playing well and putting up a couple points, but he wasn't dominating right away. 
even coming off hand surgery, and people were like, oh. Jack Eichel, this might be his chance oh, to take yeah. over in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yes. I bet the Oilers sure regret picking McDavid. Uh-huh. Mm. And I bet Buffalo's sure happy they ended up with second, the second pick. Mm-hmm. You know what the most important part of the Sweden-Denmark game is? What's that? When, when you look at the scoreboard, it's S-W-E versus D-E-N. Sweden. Sweden. And, but what are the remaining letters? Uh, what? D-E-N, Mark. Get the Whoa. hell out! Whoa! Most important part of the game, clearly. Definitely. Red definitely the most Sweden, important part. And then the remaining letters. Wow, I think we're going to end on that. we got to talk about Austin Matthews returning <laughs> to... Shout out Reddit. Y- yo, Reddit. I didn't think it was legal until April. That's oh crazy. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, <laughs> hey, on the off-air porch, we're going to talk about Austin Matthews' return to Arizona, plus a couple other things, like Jesse meeting a listener in a sushi restaurant, and uh, I have a question about a puck. <laughs> I have a question about a puck. When we go to the off-air portion at sportsnet.ca, or you can download us on iTunes or any other place you find a podcast. It's brought to you by Panago Pizza. What is on the inside is what counts. That was very good, Adam. Thank you. I got a pee. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse and I were just talking about, like, you ever learn something and then just kind of go about your day and then you remember that thing you just learned and it hits you harder? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Carrie Fisher died. I know. Like, we found that out. And then we just kind of bibbidi-bobbidi did our talking in Italian. And then, oh, Carrie oh, Fisher's oh, dead. That happened. Oh, that makes like, me sad. Like, oh, sad. Enough with this year. Like, I, I didn't want to get on the train of, you know, all the celebrities are dying or all of our favorite celebrities are dying in 2016. But really, <laughs> like, I know it's oversaid and I really hated saying it's it. Insane. Never it's, it's insane. It's true. <laughs> now, the most edited Wikipedia article this year in the entire world is deaths in 2016. Now, let me ask this, though. Is part of it that there are m- far more famous people mm-hmm. now than there ever have been ever? Yes, partially. It's got to be part we've, of it. We've entered the era when the people who first started becoming movie stars are hitting the age where they're passing away. Yeah, but think yeah. about think about where how old Prince was, how old Carrie Fisher was, how old George Michael was. Well, they, they live, yeah, they live a certain lifestyle. Well, I, don't know, I don't know enough about George Michael. That but, was going to be my next point. Yeah. George Michael definitely lived the hard yes. life. Oh, baby. Yeah. Yes. Heart failure? How do you, heart you know failure your music, at fi- so. Heart failure at 53? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know what that was. And I don't think anybody who's a George Michael fan or followed George Michael's career had any mm-hmm. doubts about his drug use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was arrested for it. Carrie Fisher, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I think the problem here is that, yeah, it's, it's the hard life. And it, it goes back to what we were saying. And I know I hate to pull it back into hockey, but it goes back to what we were saying about the concussion things. These things, you know, life in the 80s, man. Things have, everything that happened in the eighties, very extreme, very very extreme decade uh, culturally. It was it was do everything to excess. Look mm-hmm. at the people who died: Prince, David Bowie. The people who were the biggest in the eighties. Biggest in the eighties. Now, David Bowie's case, cancer. Uh, but also, but also, he lived pretty hard, and he talked about it. Yeah. I mean, he David Bowie's the first one to tell you, cocaine. He's like, co- I looked at a brain scan of myself. He said, <laughs> and he talked about how. In it. Yeah, it was just holes in his brain. Yeah. From the cocaine he had done. You know, I, I love myself some weekend. I, I love the weekend, but maybe shut the fuck up about cocaine, <laughs> sir. Well, he uh, He's clean now. He's talked about that. Well, I mean, I've, His songs aren't. No, his songs are not. But he, he talked about that in an <laughs> yeah, interview with Zane Lowe. That Starboy, I was listening to it and I was, you know, just jamming out to it. This is how I jam out with my, with my <laughs> head because I'm a 75-year-old white man. And, um, and I was just listening to the words. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. This isn't even double entendre. <laughs> like he's just... 
His new one, uh, I Feel It Coming with Daft Punk. I was playing... I haven't heard that yet. Oh, it's really good. Uh, I was playing... I was For whatever reason, it came on like Galaxy Music or something that we had on at Christmas. And I said, isn't this song great? And Caprice was like, yeah, is this like a Michael Jackson song that I haven't heard? And I'm like, it's, <laughs> no, I said, it's brand new, believe it or not. It's The weekend and Daft Punk. She's like, get out. Really? Get out. I'm like, yeah. And her mom was even like, wow, that's a great song. It, it, I hope for his sake that he stays clean because this is what happens. You do... I mean, look at uh, a guy like Ken Caminetti, huge baseball player for the San Diego uh, San Diego Padres, and definitely that height of the not steroid a use. Name, by the way, Ken Caminetti. Yeah, it's not guys. Not yes. When you said that, I was like, mm-hmm. guys, he's, <laughs> he he had, like, I, he had was... forty home runs like three seasons in a row. I don't know, man. Big big the National League though doesn't count. Big baseball, yeah, big baseball name. That guy died at forty-one. <laughs> that, that was me in every math class, by the way, Jesse. Just... Yeah, mm-hmm. he died at forty-one. You know, that that sort of thing. And he died of a heart attack. Like, that's what happens yeah. when you live hard, man. I don't want to be morbid, and it's never good to predict these things. But I, there's going to be a day, probably not too long from now, where a bunch of baseball players just drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, how come? This guy well, died. You know all those home runs that you cheered in, like, the late 90s or whatever? Yeah, and they were all juiced to the absolute gills. Yeah, yeah. That believe it or not, that had an effect on them. Yeah. So the dangers, dangers now, and they might die. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I think the, the the saddest deaths are the ones by people who are legitimately great. It's not about a celebrity dying. It's about somebody that affected you with whatever it was they created. And Carrie Fisher. And when Carrie Fisher, who probably her storyline would definitely have gone like then the, the next movie's been filmed for Star Wars, so she's in it. Oh, really? Already oh, done. But. Who knows where her storyline was supposed to go? It could have gone to the ninth movie in the series. So what do they do now? Mm. Uh, now, in Rogue One, they actually have some really great facial technology that they've used to extend some characters that have passed away since the original movies were made. Uh, and it, it's actually really well done. You could tell it's computer animated, but it's well done. Yeah, it's so cool, the technology now. They can so, just recreate anybody. So they could recreate her and That's just continue her character. Episode. Yeah. yeah. A hologram of the guy from the Death Star. Wow. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. That's like to the T. That's what yeah. they did. That's the guy up. from the Death Star. We're in the Matrix again. Yeah. Um, but I think it's what, what's sad is that when, when these people die and they've got more to give, Carrie Fisher had more to give, Prince had more to give, mm-hmm. Bowie had more to oh. give. You know, Bowie left, thank God, left us with a new album. Um, but, you know, th- that, George Michael, 53. Yeah. 53. Mick Jagger's in his freaking late 70s. I mean, we had 30, 40 years of George Michael to go. And this is the funny thing. Well, not really funny, but people will point at Mick Jagger and the, especially Keith Richards. Yeah, not Look at Mi- him, he's still around. Yeah, but what about all the ones that aren't? Yeah, what about Keith Moon? What about John Entwistle? What Man, about John Paul Jones? I didn't wear a helmet when I rode a bike, and look at me, I'm fine. Yeah, but what about all the- so many kids got messed up, dude. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. You can't just say, my experience is that I didn't finish- We used to drink and drive all the time back in the day. <laughs> I dropped out yes, of- Yes, but thousands of people died. I dropped out yeah. of college and university. Would not recommend that for anybody else. It worked out for me so far. I like that. But you ever see that Bo Burnham clip? What's that? Where they're like, oh, did, you know. Wait, you when you say, have I ever seen that Bo Burnham yeah, clip? Yeah, really maybe not, narrow it down for us. No, I think he's on Conan O'Brien and they go, uh, you know, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to be the next Bo Burnham? He's like, yeah, don't do it. Like, I got lucky. What are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a very nihilistic way to look at it. But uh, Well, that's why we like Bo Burnham. He's a nihilist. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it's it's sad sad to hear that she's gone. I, you know, I, went, I took Caprice to Star Wars last night. Um, and one. she did not. 
get a lot of it because it's brand new and also there was a point in the movie where she did fall asleep because she was we had been cleaning up the house the whole day i have never taken her to a movie where she hasn't fallen asleep in the damn theater it's a waste movies are great sleeping places just take a little nap because it was only recently yeah because i'm married now she fell asleep during guardians (laughs) of the freaking galaxy too i was so warm in there and the chairs are comfy and it's all dark you just like kind of close your eyes it's beautiful i got a great nap during the king's speech Mm -hmm. i liked that movie stupid I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think you're stupid. You know how you're stupid. That movie, um, they decided it was going to get Oscars before it reached theaters. Oh, it's like La La Land. The new, the movie the yeah, oh, Golden Globe no, nominated. No, no, no. I'm like, this is the first time I am hearing it's this because it didn't come out until Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the movie industry either. No, you don't get to tell me this movie was good. Mm-hmm. No one's seen it yet. <laughs> Because it doesn't. I hate that. But don't you understand that it doesn't matter what you yeah, think? Yeah, it does of it? a little bit. No, the Golden Globes don't care what you think. No, nope. the Golden Globes care about the Golden Globes think. That's because how award shows work. And then, pe- and then people are like, "Oh, the People's Choice Awards. What BS? At least the people had a choice. Uh, part choice. Yeah, and then you realize. <laughs> and then the Justin Bieber wins everything. Too. Yeah, Justin Bieber wins Best <laughs> Actor. What was he in? His own music video. <laughs> His cameo in Zoolander Two. <laughs> Actually, we saw one movie that looks amazing. We saw a preview for it yesterday. It's Dunkirk. Oh, don't you guys? Um, you know the Battle of Dunkirk? No. Have you? Yes. So, so that's basically basically Germany had hammered France in 1940, like absolutely Probably. walked through them, and um, they had to get. 250,000 people off the beaches of France before the Germans closed in on them. Oh, and they were like bringing like dinghies yeah. and like whatever boat, whatever possible and If you boat had you a find. boat, you drove across the channel to get however many people you could fit on it, you got back. Yeah, and we're it, talking about like fishing boats. And like, yeah. the, the trailer for that is giving me goosebumps right now. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It looks like a great movie. So that one's one to check out for sure. I, I honestly, I, I was blown away by the trailer for that. La La Land, not so much. I could care less about a musical, but I'm sure it's great. Oh, it's a musical. Oh yeah. It's a singing, dancing, Ryan Gosling playing piano musical. I have a cousin who, uh, got to talk to over the Christmas break and she like went to school in New York and is like auditioning for like Broadway play. She's going to be doing a play in Florida. I don't remember what it's called. But like it sounds like a crazy life. It sounds like what well, it is in the movies. Like I'm at one audition and then I had to run to the next one, see? And the cab wasn't going fast enough, so I'm like, man, a cab, I got a split. And like, they're not a newspaper writer from the fort. Oh, she was definitely a oh yeah, from 19 tickety two. You're very talented though. I, you know, and that's the thing too, is that you, you mentioned last episode, and I think it's a Joe Rogan reference, which is people just are just it's just decided that these people will be famous. La La Land will be a award nominated. Yes, yeah, so, just decided. Now, and that's uh, not starring Jennifer from- Lawrence. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, she a La La Land? No, no, it's Emma Stone. It's Emma Stone. Oh, see that. See Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have already been in like eight movies together. Mm-hmm. And this is just the next one. Emma Stone is very good at riding publicity waves. Does I everyone like Emma Stone. <laughs> no, no, I like her too, but she, everyone got actress. mad at her like very briefly, and then she kind of went away. Oh, and yeah. And she did it right back. Why'd they get mad at her? What'd she do? Uh, she was like, she got a role. <laughs> are you Googling that, Jesse? Why are she people mad at Emma Stone? I'll look up the Jennifer Lawrence. She got a role as someone who she very was not. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, like right in the Hawaiian, Hawaiian movie, she something. was she was supposed to be uh, native Hawaiian, which she's not. Emma Stone. No, no she was half Asian. That's what it was. Oh, which, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. What no. are you doing, Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle? Wasn't she on screen for like a total of like twenty minutes or ten? She minutes? was very good in and it. She got, but she got 
a Golden Globe for that. And I don't think she really you know what, dude? That. She you, got a Golden Globe for that, and I'm like, her accent's not even good in the trailer. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you gotta crack a couple. Of, shut up. She, they just decided she. Would Alec dance. Baldwin got for a we got a, a best supporting uh, Oscar for Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Oh, and he had one speech. In yeah, that. it was yeah. really yeah. good. Eight minutes. It was damn yeah. good. But. Yeah, well, yeah, but should you get yeah. an Oscar? Why for not? The, they scene. decided. Why not? Oh, we're gonna give it to the one guy who had an eight minute speech. Why not? Mm. Mm. Oh, you got to be in the whole movie, says Grandpa Dangle. You can be I bloody well stab her. <laughs> Oscar. I bloody well stab her. I bloody well stab her. <laughs> you know what movie never Sorry. should have won anything? There hasn't been a hockey game for three days, everybody. Curious, yeah. case of ben- <laughs> Curious case of Benjamin Button. That was one they decided was going to be a great movie. To watch that it got movie. it got destroyed at the box office. Nobody saw it, and mm. then um, and and same with Revenant. People just decided, yep, that's mm-hmm. the movie that's going to win stuff. I don't know. Outside of this room, I don't think I know anyone who's seen it. What Benjamin Button? The Revenant. I saw it. Mm. It's never seen it. I'm not you know, going to. Either. No, don't. It's don't. <laughs> I, tried, it's... I tried it on Netflix and I got ten minutes. No, not even. No, like five minutes in, I couldn't stand it. I can't. It is so. And you no, know what, Jesse? Off. Ten minutes that's in. That's a rarity yeah. for me. Ten minutes in. That's the most action you get, and then it's like an hour of just Leonardo. The whole movie is Leonardo DiCaprio climbing around in the coal <laughs> and getting fucked up. Is that, it like? Oh, it's is literally... it the male? Is it the male million dollar baby? Yes. <laughs> it's like. Do we watch Leonardo DiCaprio die for an hour? And there's a, half? a movie I won't watch. <laughs> Cause Leonardo, I, it's awful. It sounds awful. It is like awful. He, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. The, this is the whole the camera. The whole time is right here, like to the like as close as you possibly can, and he's going because <laughs> he's freezing and it's cold, <laughs> and he just got attacked by an effing bear, and that's the whole thing. And then and but, then he but finally what does he get, sound like Adam. He, <laughs> Mm, and then they they're like going they they're like they're I'm sorry to wreck the movie but anyway they, they kill his son and he's like mm. so that's the difference and then he gets on a horse and gets attacked by by people and you see the horse and, and then he jumps off a cliff on the horse and like it's just like he finally gets a horse and then he jumps off a cliff and kills the horse and it's like oh my god and the movie goes on for you think the movie's over it goes on for another forty five effing minutes from there. It's crazy. Yeah, and when he when he jumps off the cliff with the horse, it pauses midway. Oh, them DiCaprio boys is in trouble again. <laughs> I saw um, I saw the Big Short over the weekend. Great movie, the Big Amazing Short. movie, and it, you get so much appreciation for Steve Carell and how great of an actor he is. And he is actually. They remind me of Foxcatcher when he plays um the. I heard that was movie. a crazy that movie. movie. Is also so good. Dark. So everybody watched it. How with movies. the internet do we still allow movies to slip through the cracks? How would the internet like? How? Why does the Revenant get get the Oscar when the internet exists? Well, we all because we don't get a vote, but we can all tell each other the movie sucks. We don't get a vote. I didn't hear enough of that. But we don't. I get, just heard it's we time for Leo to get we an Oscar. Get well, part of it is you got to understand it's political, right? So, so the mo- the the company that is behind mm-hmm. the movie that puts that movie out. Uh, they are spending millions and millions and millions in, in advertising. They are pushing the press. They're like jamming the press in there. So you, so it gets all the coverage in the world. And then what are the press going to do? Well, this movie is, oh, wow, I can't believe how hard it was to do all this. You went up to northern Alberta and it was cold, wasn't it? Yeah, sure was cold. And then one day Man, it wasn't it must, cold. And that's another documentary. Uh, that's, which, by the way, is called a Chinook. 
<laughs> is that what it happened? was a Chinook. I've seen that documentary. It was a Chinook. That's funny. And the people who vote on awards are the members of the academies who work for the studios. It's like in music when you're a member of the recording academy, you work for like Sony Music. And then you're going to vote for these albums that come from your label. You know what the most compelling argument for The Revenant I've ever heard was? I said, I was saying, I was talking to this person who loves movies. I said, listen, this movie is terrible. It's long. It's arduous. It's boring. My butt fell asleep. Why? Why? And they're like, well, the movie was that long and arduous because the movie was trying to impart just how hard it was for Leonardo DiCaprio's character to get through the story. So it was arduous for you because it was arduous for him. And I thought, no, that's not why I go to see a movie. I don't go to see a movie so I can have an arduous long experience. I go to see a movie so I can be entertained. So that means it was a bad movie and you're trying to explain that away. Yeah, a lot of you listening are media students of some type. Yeah. Please learn when it is time to shut your brain off during a movie. Yeah. Because all the people handing out these awards are looking at... Dude, best original screenplay. Are we sure? (laughs) Best sound direction. Are we sure? (laughs) Folks, what are you doing? (laughs) Just enjoy it. What what was a movie you can look back on and go, this movie has amazing sound? Star Wars. Star Wars has amazing sound. Really? And I believe they were nominated for an Oscar for that last year. Good. Well, they do. (laughs) They do. I don't know. I mean, I you know what else has, you know what else has amazing the movies for the for how much you're entertained. Right. The leftovers. No, never so heard of it. on HBO. They have an incredible sound. Uh, Transformers, amazing sound. Yeah, Transformers, amazing sound. Any movie where nothing is actually there has yeah. great sound. Yes, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're gonna make all that up. That's the crazy. Transformers. I'm gonna spoiler alert. They're not real. <laughs> what? They're not. They're they're a little bit CGI, what? Adam. Yeah, Bumblebee's real, man. No, I've, there's a man in a studio no. and he does the voice. No. And can't be. Where is the cube? I've seen it. <laughs> the Allspark. The Allspark. <laughs> uh, anyway. Before time began. Hey, should we talk about a little hockey? Maybe. Austin Matthews taking the, the face off. That was cool. In his game. In his, I thought that was cool of Babcock to nice. do that. I thought it was cool against Shane Doan. And I thought it was cool that Shane Doan won the face off. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I just think it... It, I think it's cool that I a, didn't think that deeply. <laughs> I thought it was cool that Shane Doan won because it's like, well, the old versus the new, but you know, there's a reason the guys, the old guys are the old guys. They know what they're doing. Still got a thing or two to learn, kid. And I, I'm, I'm all for that as long as it doesn't have to do with needless violence. So, okay. you know, and hey, if you're if you're Austin Matthews and you're going up against the guy that you watched every single day for 15 years of your life. Losing a face off to him can't seem that bad. I thought it was funny that leading up to the game, Shane Doan was Matthews idol. When everything that I had heard prior to that game was Danny Breer, was Austin Matthews? Yeah, on? I thought it was Danny Breer. Mm-hmm. I just thought, thought yeah, Shane but was no, a he's taking on his childhood idol. Mm. It's just a better story. Uh, I mean, he, I, I assume he's a fan. If you grew up a fan of the Coyotes, you must have been a fan of Shane. No, Dome. he's a Craig Janney fan. Okay, mm, Keith Kachuk. <laughs> and but, uh, Ronick was on them for a while. Oleg Tevardovsky. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, I th- okay, so Austin Matthews, that was great. I love his assistant with uh, Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Now I'm trying to remember. This was a few days First ago. First goal. That was the one where he kept the puck in at the blue line. Oh, that was insane. Looked, yeah, it was, it was great. A little bit of luck. Great assist. But insane. Yeah, yeah he, he walked it along the blue line. Mm-hmm. Like a defenseman. Yeah. Like a seasoned defenseman. He's like, let's take this baseline for a walk. Yeah. Boop, no, boop, it wasn't boop. Hyman. It was Connor Brown. That's why I got confused. The first goal. That was Connor Brown. Downtown, Connor Brown. 
Downtown Connor Brown and the t- other right hander. Downtown Connor Brown to Mime and Zach Hyman. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Romanek loves calling him to Downtown Connor Brown. <laughs> we need to tell Paul Romanek that it has to be Mime and Zach Hyman. Mime and Zach Hyman. Um, that'd be awesome if he does. I thought it was great that Uncle Leo gets two goals on Festivus. I thought that was nice. Yes, very so nice. Feats of strength. Now, and, and you know, and whatever Shane Doan scores four hundred goals and plays fifteen hundred games. Um, can we just talk about the fact that every milestone has to be against the Leafs? Every single one. Every stinking one. I can't he, believe I, last was. week it was like, oh, he almost got his four hundredth goal against the Leafs. I was like, yes, he didn't. And then, of course, they come into town and he scores it. You mentioned Uncle Leo. I want to mention Steve asking Leo about Uncle Leo. Well, Casual Matts asked Uncle Leo about Uncle Leo. That was Leo. a great video. So what was it? Was it? Yeah, I loved it. It's like that. 45 seconds. I loved it. I just saw it the other day. I loved it because Leo is... That's charm. If you want to understand what charm is, watch that video. So what does he say? Nothing. <laughs> like, pretty much nothing. But Leo knows how to say nothing and have it be funny and charming. Instead of, oh, that guy's kind of a dick. Like, he just, he just, he won't give you anything. But he's still worth getting on camera because, I don't know, there's something about him that's funny and endearing and you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And there are other guys I've talked to in the past where I'm like, oh. Like, you, you probably hear it, oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there with Leo, but there's something. Yeah, because you asked him, hey, do you know where Uncle Leo comes from? He's like, no. No, I've never seen, uh, no, I don't know that. I go, you've never seen it? No, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go, you should Google it, man. I will. <laughs> <laughs> and it's compelling. And it's compelling 40 seconds. <laughs> Guys, I want to talk about something, though. Most important because the milestones because Austin Matthews, Sorry, we totally <laughs> yeah, you totally hijacked my milestones conversation. <laughs> you brought up Uncle Leo's the movie, yeah, no, yeah. Can we talk about the, the milestones thing quickly? I would love to know what team the most milestones were set against. That if would be very any, hard to track, very hard to track. Yeah. However, I believe it's Leafs, also, uh, Absolutely. just because holy crap, every single milestone is passing against Leafs. Um, when it comes to Austin Matthews and William Nylander, who snapped a 13 goal, uh, the goal, 13 game goal, was drought. <sighs> what a Despicable goal. <laughs> it was great. Really good. Um, so I'm looking at the uh, the top two rookie scorers in the league. They are Patrick Line and Austin uh, Matthews. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm seeing a trend here, guys, that I don't like. What's that? I don't like from either of them. Oh my goodness. You know what they are? What is that? Selfish. Mm, Selfish yes. hockey players. I noticed this too, Adam Wilde. Well, what what do you, what is it that you think I'm talking about, Steve Dang? I think oh. Any old plug can fire the puck into the net, but it takes a man <laughs> to get an assist. That's right. Patrick <laughs> Laine, 19 goals. Austin Matthews, 16 goals. Patrick Laine has played three more games, by the way. Yeah. He's also three goals better. Three goals better. <laughs> uh, and, what are you and laughing for? Patrick Laine, 11 assists. Austin Matthews, 10. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah, and what do you got in there? You got some Finnish kid, Macaulay Culkin looking kid. He's lying down on the floor to do interviews. Classless, of course, he's never going to give up the puck. You got Matthews, this American kid. You hear what he said recently this week? He's never playing a game outdoors. What kind of a guy is that? That's not the kind of guy you win a cup with. But you know. That's what's wrong with hockey culture. You want to talk about hockey culture? Next two on the list Mitchell Marner. Eight goals, 18 assists. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. Mitch Marnman. Hey, what, what, what's, what's his numbers? What's his numbers? Tell uh, me his numbers. 8, 18, 26. He's got eight goals, 20, 18 assists. Yep. And he, where's he from? He's from Toronto. Oh, damn. Out of Canada. That's where he's from. 
And then William Nylander. Seven uh, goals, uh, 15 assists, 22 points. Yeah, but he was born in Calgary, so. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh shit, John's talked into a corner. Wait, there's an out, he was born in Calgary. (laughs) Uh, No, I think that's interesting, though. Isn't it funny that, like, these two guys, I mean, it's not really a surprise with Patrick Laine, but with Austin Matthews, they they build him as a guy who was setting up players. Not, Not that he's not, but... He also happens to be scoring at a, at a pretty high clip right now. That was a funny thing with Austin Matthews. It's interesting that you say that because I don't remember him really being billed as anything specifically. Hmm. Offensively. Because the guy he reminded me of the most, and I said it, and a lot of people said it, was Kopitar. But no one ever... No, really... Johnny Tavesman! Oh, Johnny <laughs> Tavesman. Because you're not allowed to talk about Kopitar when Taves still exists. But uh, well, Kopitar he's... is much Kopitar more is of a probably... playmaker. He's... Kopitar, sorry, Kopitar isn't a Canadian. No, he's a Slovakian. He's a Slovakian. He's a, <laughs> a, a Slovakian. <laughs> Czechoslovakian. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, and, and if you look at his offensive numbers, he's much more of a playmaker, but all he was ever advertised as was good two-way. That's what I expected Matthews to be. Right. And then he actually starts putting up NHL numbers, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was built this way. Line is not a shock. Matthews, I think, is a little bit more surprising. People were kind of questioning Crosby for going having too many goals this year as well. <laughs> They're like, where are your assist numbers, Crosby? Oh, my God. Uh, I, know. I, I said that in my video what? Uh, you mentioned last that. week. Stop. No, 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 no. Well, what I was saying, though, is everyone is marveling. No one gives a damn about assists. It's mm-hmm. the funniest thing because it leads to a goal. There are times where the assist is a tap-in. Um, or sorry, the goal is a tap-in. So Crosby's getting all these goals, and everyone's going, ooh, ah. And then the goals are going to go away, and people are going to stop talking about him. But his points will not go away. The no. reason he has no assists is because he's doing all the scoring. Yeah. he's He is on pace for like his lowest assist total of his career. It's like when Luke he's, Shen led the NHL in hits. Why? Because yeah. he never had the puck. Yeah. He's, he's on pace for his lowest assist total ever, <laughs> but probably his most goals ever. And yeah. this is a former 50-goal scorer. And then if the goals start going away, which I suspect they will, guess what? Guess what's going to come back? His assist. Mm-hmm. He's Sidney Crosby. He's a monster. Um, fun trivia question to ask your friends. And I'm just going to make sure I get this right. Um, how many Toronto Maple Leaf rookies are in the top 20 in NHL rookie scoring right now? Seven. Six. Six. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Matthews, Marner, Nylander, all at two, three, four. And then you've got wow, uh, wow. Zaitsev at 14, Brown right. at 16, Hyman at 18. Wow. Pretty amazing. No Sosh. No Sosh. Although those guys had a bit of a head start on Sosh. They did. But pretty cool. Sosh is such an interesting player. He's fascinating to me. Because it's very obvious that Babcock loves him. Plays in all situations. How many points does he have? Like four? Five? I, th- I think so, yeah. When When does that need to go up? At what think, point do we get a little bit concerned about that? Because uh, I, I never watch him play and go, Sosh is bad. No, a couple I, things I think it, it has to, to do with the on, role he is playing. I mean, I, I want to see... with Kadri. I know. in 24 games. But Kom- Kom- yo, Komarov just got four and five in his goals. <laughs> That's true, too. So, like, it's not like that line's been putting up massive points. I think yeah. uh, I, th- I think in this particular case, you've got to give him a break because of the role. Um, and I also yeah, think... He's it, either been shut down top line or fourth line. If JVR gets yeah. traded, I would see I would see Sh- Sosh go into that role, and I think his points would go up. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as JVR by any stretch or close to it, but I think they would put him in that role. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. He's another one of those guys where, like, I couldn't, couldn't watch him... 
and tell you, well, no, sorry. I was about to compare him to what I was saying about Ben Smith. That's not true. Hmm? By the way, he just had uh, hand surgery. Ben Smith? Yep. So, Freddie the Goat might be... uh, Who was just sent down before Christmas, Mm -hmm. along with Bebo. Oh, they are back. Yeah, they uh, Bebo, Fraze, and Gauthier got called up today. Oh, today. But Bozak is probable for at least one of the Florida games. Great. Um, Who is the NHL rookie goalie leader in wins? Is it Murray? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Matt Murray's a rookie, guys. Come on. (laughs) He's like Cam Ward. Yeah. A little bit like Subban, too. Yeah, that like, huge breakout playoff. And then the next year he comes in, he's a rookie, and you're like, what? Wait a second. Right. No. Like, we're all talking about the rookie race for, for Calder, like Warinsky, Marner's maybe in there, Austin Matthews, Patrick Line seems to be the clear cut favorite. What about Matt Murray coming in and just <laughs> I saw that taking tweet. the Calder out from under all yeah. of those guys? Should Matt Murray Is win the Is he still Calder? eligible? Yeah. yeah. 100%. He is a starting goalie on an NHL team. Uh-huh. How do you not give it to him? Who's the last on a, not only on an NHL team, but a team that will probably go all the way? You see, uh, the problem with being a goalie winning the Vesna is you need to be particularly spectacular. You Calder. need to be sorry. This is a Calder. Said, you said Vesna. Oh my bad. You, oh yeah, sorry. You got to basically have Vesna like numbers to win the Calder as a goalie. Steve Mason, the year he won it, obnoxious. It was like a nine thirty goalie. I'm just saying, might happen. Raycroft too. D- damn, Raycroft the year he won the Calder was spectacular. Spectacular. And there's another guy who had previous NHL games under his belt too. And then he got hurt, and for some reason, no traded the Leafs. And let's not get into that depression. No, no. What up, Jesse? What do you have? <laughs> Did you have something? No. Oh, I, I was looking through uh, goalies who's won the Calder. We got uh, Mason, Raycroft, Nabokov, Broder, Belfour. Man, those are some old names. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Jesse, you met, you met a listener in a sushi restaurant? I did. So there's my favorite sushi place in Toronto. So this wasn't in Vancouver? No, no, no. It's at like Young and Wellesley, I want to say. So I go in there. I go and pick up my sushi order. And then um, this girl's there with like two of her other friends. And then I, I was like, hey, I'm here for um, to pick up my order. And then she, I guess she hears my voice. And she's like, are, are you on a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And then her friend's like asking, oh, who is this dude? And she's like, nothing. It's just this dumb podcast I listen to. And she runs out. <laughs> I have never seen someone more embarrassed that they recognize their friends that they listen to us. <laughs> she refused. I was like, "Oh, hey, do you want to talk about?" She's like, "No, no, 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 no I'm good." And then she kind of they scurried there's, out. Of honestly, there's something that's still embarrassing about podcast for some reason. You say the word podcast, and, and, people, are, podcast. and people are like, "Oh." Her, her specific words are, no, he's no one, just some dumb podcast I listen to. She didn't want to name it to her friends. Yeah, well, you're a dumb podcast, too. Jesse, you are, you are talking about a phenomenon that I love, though. is Because I love, I love meeting the listeners. But sometimes you meet listeners with their friends, and their friends have no idea who, mm-hmm. yes. like, yes. what your podcast is or who you are. And it's funny. I always love the friend's reaction because they usually look at you like you're from outer space, like you just got out of prison or something. <laughs> uh, and but I'm, I really love the curious friend. So uh, what's this guy's deal? Yeah, you and they're always that? like super aggressive deal? about it. Like, oh, you think you're a big deal? And they ask you questions like, mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you do? Oh yeah. What? Well, uh, who do you had on? 
You how many lists did you get? Oh, you work at Sportsnet? Yeah. Oh, how tall is Ivanka Osmak? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, tall. First of all, hi, I'm Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, second I tall. I mean, let's start there. Oh, you work at Sportsnet? Introduce me to Caroline Cameron. Uh, I, I can't just do that, sir. I can't that, just... I don't know Caroline on that level, though she is very nice. Yeah. They never <laughs> ask about Ken Reed. Uh, <laughs> lost cause, I would say. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're like, hey, can you hook me up, you know, with uh, Carolyn Cameron? And I tell him, out of here, boy! Adam doesn't know what I'm talking about. I still haven't listened. Um, hey, question for you guys. Remember that? Remember that? There was a listener that sent us a puck that they caught at a game. They did? And we signed it, and they oh. asked us to send it back. Have I, we not done that? I've been cleaning out my house, and I found the puck. No, but oh you, my you bought God. them a new one, though. I bought them a new one? Yeah, and we sent it. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Well, I found their puck. Yeah, because it wasn't a puck they caught. They just bought a puck and asked us to sign and send it back. And I sure hope that's that the case. puck. And then you had bought another one, and we signed it. We sent it. Oh, thank yeah, God! Yeah. I felt terrible about that, no. but I was like, "How very us." <laughs> well, yeah, he must have found it when he. Uh... So wait a sec. I'm I have just... literally been cleaning out my house. This is why Steve gets his watch and that yeah, puck comes out Yeah, I'm discovering here. something here, Jesse. Adam didn't decide to give me this watch today. No, he happened to find it. No, 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 no. That he actually, lost his gift. I, I knew it was there the whole time. I knew where it was, too. Adam. Steve, mm-hmm. I would tell you. I, I was honest about the puck. I, I, I did lose that. Uh, the, uh, the watch, not so much. I feel like Russell Peters. Apparently, he did a, like a Cribs episode. And he had like this crazy watch on. He's like, "Oh, what time is it? Oh, I think it's thirteen thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nick Cannon posted a uh, Nick Cannon posted a, a watch once, and it was like, "It's a million o'clock." Oh, and it's Nick Cannon. Man, fuck Nick Cannon, son. Uh, SL and I recently discovered that we can find all the Chappelle shows, so we don't have to d- do illegal things to get it, like we did that one. Time. Where? Uh, okay. Uh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, is it? Yeah, one second. You mean you you found them because you have the DVDs at home? No, I have one season. Oh, of DVDs well, God, we had so much fun watching them. It's, uh, they're still great. They're still great. They're still great. Oh, anyway. Um, all right, and we've got to do a What's Up in Liberty Village. I just wanted to take care of the puck housekeeping. What do we do with the puck now that it's signed by us? Ah, here we go. I was looking for okay, this on my Twitter. What I should we do? A, no. I took a picture of the one we signed. Yeah. We sent it oh, okay. So, yeah, it happened. I all right, but, but what do we do Look with Look at the, my autograph not taking up the entire puck. <laughs> yeah. But it did take you 10 minutes dicks. to sign. Uh, where, what do we do with the, what do we do with that? Give it huh? away. Do we give it away? Oh. Or should we give it to the person, the rightful person? Yeah, maybe, maybe they can, have, they don't, I don't know if they want two of signed pot, pucks. Why not? So, well, because we're just some dumb podcast. We're just some dumb podcast? Mm-hmm. How dare you? What's this guy's deal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. You ever met Don Cherry? Uh... Yeah. You ever met Ron McLean? <laughs> That's all I ever get. Yeah. Uh, I used to get. What's it, Kiprios? Like, is he a dick? <laughs> yeah, it's always. Is he a, we, we, yeah, we, it's always. Is he an is asshole? He, is he really a dick? We should add. When, the next time we have him on, we should be like, Nick, this is the first question we get asked. How do you respond to that? Because you know he'd have a funny answer. My favorite is, 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 is so and so a dick? And then you start to answer, and they go, oh, because he seems like a dick. <laughs> and I'm like, man, no, do you want me? my coworker. <laughs> <laughs> also, if I've just told you he's not a dick, then he's not a dick. I, I, is Nick Caprios a dick? No, he's not. He's actually a really nice guy. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> okay, well, I just told you he's actually really nice. But... <laughs> They just want their, their suspicions confirmed, right? Oh, 100%. And I, I think we're all like that. 
I think we're all like that. I'm sure there are people. So, you asked me to do what's up in Liberty Village. Yeah, how was Christmas? Now, um, we've we've emptied the tank on that. Oh, we have. So I I pulled up the worst tweets of 2016. Oh, I I can I can bring up the Liberty Village. All right, bring up Lena Dunham's tank. Yeah, that's fine. But um, I thought you were going to go Oshawa Harmony Dog Park. No, which by the way, I told Caprice's entire family to join because they're all from Oshawa. I said you guys just need to go. Like they were like, why do you like that page? I'm like, read the comments. That's why I like that page. (laughs) It's the best. Uh, Do we want to start with Lena Dunham? Let's hear when it. she Jesse, tweeted oh. on March 4th, 2016. Oh, this so is the beginning back. of the maddening year that was Lena Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> Finally watched Damn Daniel. I feel it's some of the most important queer performance art of our time. She must be joking. Yeah. Also, he's gay? No. No. Well, not necessarily, but also, hey, hold on, hold on, we don't know, but why does it matter? It doesn't, he has clean shoes, he has really nice clean shoes. white fans, white fans. All right. It's, all you know right. what? It, you know what? That tweet on its own is fine. But with all the other stuff that has come out about Lena Dunham with the Odell Beckham and the I wish I had an abortion and the other thing, <laughs> the, like some other stuff she put, then then you put it in that context. You're like, oh, my God, because she seems like a legitimately nice person. But, man, some of the stuff she says, I'm like, you are you're out to lunch. You're you're insane. She's still on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think girls is going to its last season. My fiance is obsessed with that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, obsessed. Uh, And it's funny because it's a show about all of them are terrible people. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's four bad people, and here's a TV show about them. So it's the sequel to Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I guess so. So I finally finished that damn thing (laughs) with Mrs. Dangle. And I got to tell you, Luke's the only good person on that show. (laughs) And I know I'm dressed like him today if you're watching the YouTube thing. But yeah, Rory's is an asshole. Rory Gilmore is a piece of shit. <laughs> you, I've never Laura seen an episode. Is useless. I've never seen an episode, but Rory like cheats on everybody, Luke, right? Oh, on everybody. <laughs> everybody. Okay, and is just kind of a reprehensible human being. Like, there's a lot of shows dressed in the Gilmore Girls and Seventh Heaven and whatever you know yeah. that that they're era of shows. Bad. They're all bad people, and they're all objectively terrible the people. Bad. Here. Kirk has a good heart, but he's a pain in the ass. The mayor <laughs> needs an ass kicking. <laughs> Uh, Why is the mayor? <laughs> like, how small is this town? I don't know. <laughs> Why is the mayor even involved? Get out of here with the mayor. <laughs> and he always fucks with Luke. Why does he always fuck with Luke? Because Luke's the good and guy. Why does Luke always handle it so Why poorly? doesn't Luke move to the city and find some actual good people to, to live with? Uh, another thing is that I made fun of that show, and this will, I mean, for the 2% of you or whatever that watch it. Um, oh, I think it's way more than 2%. I know. They always end the show the same way. With this weird acoustic, uh, acoustic guitar. And they end it no matter how the story ends. Right? So I noticed this a few seasons in. And it, it would be like a really depressing ending. And and finally, like I, I said to my wife, I go, you know, one of these days someone's going to like have a heart attack. And people are going to be like, oh my god! And lo and behold. And lo and behold, Grandpa has a heart attack! Ding, 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 ding. There's nothing that shows like that like more than people being in hospital. Like, oh, man. they just live and die off of people being in hospital. They live and die. Period. That's kind of the end. <laughs> Jesse? Other tweets. So, this Fuck tweet is for, from Farhad Manju, who's a tech writer for the New York Times. Okay. Okay. He wrote, 
One of one of signs that Twitter isn't doing a good job is that it hasn't created an easy way to tweet storm. What? So, so one of the signs it's not doing a good job is you can't tweet storm. What's they, they tweet storm? They haven't created an easy way to tweet storm. Tweet storm is when you be like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet out all these things." And you're like one part one of this thing, or you and just you or, write your damn essay on Twitter, or you just reply to yourself, and that's how you do it. I hate when people do that anyway. The tech writer for the New York Times doesn't know that. <laughs> so, so my point with this tweet is, aren't those awful? When somebody does like a twelve tweet missive and they're just write a blog, you know? Yes, yeah. that's not what yes. Twitter is for. There is a certain. I'll do two actually, or three. No, I you shouldn't do two or three, right? Yeah, two or three is acceptable. There are a few 40. hockey writers where, like, I've messaged them, yeah. and like, I started nice, and by the end of it, I'm like, "What's the matter with you? That's a blog. That is a fifteen hundred word blog you just tweeted. Don't you like content? <laughs> the fuck are you doing?" Uh I I don't like people who are not concerned with people getting what they're saying. Mm-hmm. What are you saying it for then? You're saying it for yourself. So keep it to yourself. You fucking narcissistic dick. Anyway. Who's going through your 50 tweet replies to yourself? No one! You'd be surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where people are now looking at my mentions. And they'll respond to people before I can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does that happen to you too? Yeah, and that's yeah, not yeah. That, that's not just with the podcast. That's like with Kiss, with Breakfast Television. It'll be like a BT viewer will tweet in and be like, "Hey, I can't. The contest work isn't like." And somebody else will go, "Have you tried this?" And it's like, "How did you see that?" That's a little different because that's a conversation on one thread, right? This is this is you taking advantage of 140 characters 15 times in a row. You know who would probably prefer you not tweet storm and instead write an article? Your editor at the New York Times. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised I made the list though. That's that's annoying. Mm. Well, that's it's just like... it's just a dumb a dummy tweet. Okay, fair. You're enough. the tech writer of the New York Times. Okay. You should know that. Okay, fair enough. Um, Google it. Random person, but they receive a lot of love for this tweet. <laughs> How come I never see guys in zombie horror flicks looking for tampons? <laughs> that's this is maybe the worst. <laughs> Serious question. I'm not. That. I'm not sure what the point of that was. I'm just stunned. I got nothing. What, what? What? Is there? Is there a higher thing that I'm missing out here? They they think that if if guys are going to the grocery store, it's like a zombie for like the world is ending. That their their significant other would ask, "Hey, find some tampons," and it just doesn't happen in movies, so it doesn't represent them and the truth of life. Do you think that person's joking? No. You no. think that person's being serious? <laughs> not not that, based on their uh, on their profile. Should, Jesse <laughs> is a pessimist, which I think is great because I'm very much an optimist. <laughs> but his answer to that question is always yes. They mean that shit. You think this person actually? I made think it? they're serious. Guys, the point of a movie is not to be that ultra Why real. Are you explaining? You're right. <laughs> Let's keep going. You're right. I love you, Steve. Chris Saka. Who is, uh, I believe he's an investment banker. He was on Shark Tank for a little. He said, Hmm. most gold medalists choke up, but I've yet to see a founder cry upon an IPO, though they've worked as hard and are obsessively consumed. Hmm. What? Okay, so so you're saying that because when you have an IPO, which means so much, by the way. Do you understand that the when IPO you thing? End with a hmm. <laughs> Sorry, what? The, the IPO, yeah, and then and the, the 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 emoji that always is like hmm, the hmm emoji, oh. as in th- that should be it should just be like I am being passive aggressive. Yeah, oh. that's how that, and we get by the way I get those all the time. Um, the 
what he's saying is that someone who founds a, com- a company works just as hard as an Olympic athlete to get to where they need to go. Now, what a ter- what, not only I don't even want to debate the legitimacy of that because Why whatever. Why do you need a trophy? Your trophy's your effing bank account. If you have an IPO, it's your life. You yeah. We you know want a gold star for that? You know what? You didn't finish in the top three. The goal of life is happiness, and you don't have it. You know what? You know what it is? Sorry. You didn't finish in the top three. You didn't, but you don't have it. Get the fuck out. Get out. And also, let me just say this. Um, uh, people who uh, own CEOs, CEOs get, uh, get work just as hard as Olympic athletes, yet they get paid 8,000 times as much. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, and no, but Adam just did a very interesting thing. So I hate tweets that end with hmm. Mm. I bet a lot of the responses to that were people sarcastically saying, like making a point, a counterpoint, and then going, hmm. <laughs> now, and I don't even understand what his point was. Like, is it that you don't want to see a gold his medalist point was cry? He's having a hard day and he wants a trophy. I, 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 I hate I when mean, gold yeah, medalists you, cry. What, what is your point? point? What are you getting at? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> well, business people don't, so neither should you. Okay, Jim Bob, thanks for the tweet. Really appreciate it. Back to the social commentary. It was like the Lou Marsh stuff with Penny Alexiak. I'm like, she's 16, you fucking assholes. No. It's amazing what she's done. No, it should be Sidney Crosby. No. no, no. It's Penny Alexiak or shut the hell up, you're wrong. Period. Darren Ravel. Who? Darren Ravel. Hi, Darren. He is the, uh, he's the business, <laughs> sports business at Reporter for ESPN. Um, the what, Facts Network. <laughs> like <laughs> a couple weeks before the election, he writes, he tweets, oh, "I feel bad for our country, but this is tremendous content." Wait, whoa, whoa, say that again. <laughs> a couple weeks before the election, his uh, tweet was in late October. Yeah, he tweets, "I feel bad for our country, but this is tremendous content." Hold up on this. I got, I got a take. I got a hot take off this one. You ready? Why did it take you till October to tweet that? <laughs> because it's been happening at that point for like 15 months. We know, man. Are you just picking it up now? A month before the election? No. We knew that last July. I need help from Americans because we don't we don't get to see as much of Mr. Ravel. Do we not? Ravel. Um, no, Ravel. <laughs> he's Ravel. on uh, he's on uh, primetime like every week. He is. Yeah, we'll like see him in the studio with like, Bob. Yeah, with, with Bob. Bad. Here's my thing with him. Is he kidding? No. No, he's not. Because no. he's like a really, like, is that a brilliant parody? Like, is that brilliant, no, weird Twitter? this is him. That wouldn't be brilliant even if he was trying to be brilliant. There's nothing brilliant about that. That's that's just somebody going, here's an easy tweet. That's like me going, ah, oh, 2016, stop it with killing the celebrities. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, like I said it on the show. I mean, I'm not going to tweet it. It's been tweeted. We know. Live your dreams. Do your best to live your dreams because there are thousands of fuckwits that are living theirs. Do you want to? your dreams are better. Fuckwit over here. So, Darren Ravel's entire thing is based on content. and con- One of his tweets from three hours ago was mashed potato eating was up 196% on Xmas versus the day before. What? His- How the fuck does he know that? Um, First of all, you, you can only go off potato sales, but you don't know what people did with those potatoes once they entered a home. Apparently, he got the data from Under Armour's MyFitnessPal users. Ham was also up 174%. So his tweet about content being great in America because Donald Trump is president, it's, it's factual. Also, you know like, what I can't honest. stand? When on-air people call it content. Yes. On-air. 
you call it content is is a behind the scenes term mm-hmm. that we use to to describe things that we post and things that we say and things that we put on camera. I don't think people are like because it's such a broad, well, boring no. term. Content I don't think is saying the professional way of saying shit. Yeah, I just don't. A bunch I just, of shit. I just, it's like, it's like saying to me, like on the radio, let's go to the phone lines. Like, why? What the hell does let's that mean? Let's get some content on yeah. the phone. Let, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite That's even better. Ah. Why do we, there's so many things we say in broadcasting where, and I'm sure I'm guilty of it too, but we, because, I mean, I, let's I, get some content from the phone. Yeah. yeah hi, uh, I just had a few things to say about damn Daniel. <laughs> damn Daniel's content. <laughs> Damn, Daniel is content. It is content. No, but that's the point, right? Stop saying content. Stop it. <laughs> We're creating content right this now. This is some really quality content this we is created right content. here. Are you um, content with this content? It's very meta. We're talking <laughs> about mashed potatoes. We're talking about mashed potatoes content. Are you content with this content? Stop and appreciate that. This is really good Darren Ravel mashed potatoes, Darren Ravel content. <laughs> Uh, All right, um, Salon.com writer. Oh, no. <laughs> Mary no. Beth Williams. Who? Tw- Sorry? Mary Beth Williams. MB Dubs. <laughs> Yo, shout out MB Dubs one time. Word up, MD. I don't know who this person is. Salon.com writer. Oh, no. Mary Beth Williams. <laughs> tweets. Crying. On May 4th of this year. People who act like getting healed from cancer is a personal achievement. Disgust me. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Hold up. It's an insult to those who've tried and died. Okay, repeat that one more time. Sorry. I can barely make it through this. People who act like getting healed from cancer is a personal achievement disgust me. It's an insult to those who've tried and died. I got nothing. I don't have a fucking She, she cannot still be employed. She is currently employed, and her tweet is still up, and she still believes this. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Click her article. There's no way she. Is she sure she's? Is she being serious? Yeah, I don't think she tweeted if she wasn't. Oh my fuck! Wow, dude, that's some fucked up content. This is not. I, good I don't content. think we've ever been quiet after something. <laughs> Have we ever been brought to know, like, speechless, rendered speechless by something? What an asinine, ridiculous, obnoxious thing to say. Adam, of course. Of course. Like, you don't even need to say it. Of course. And the thing is, they're not even linked. They're not even linked. Of course. Adam, you're trying to... It is a personal achievement. You're trying to rationalize nonsense. (laughs) Ah! That makes me so, so mad. Yeah, but Adam, are you now, crazy? Now you're letting a buffoon affect your mood. Oh, you're right. All right, next tweet. Damn it! What? One, one of the other things Great word, that, by the way, that's on her timeline is uh, retweet if you're a feminist who spent yesterday and/or today in the kitchen. She retweeted it. I don't understand that. Okay, you want to talk about something that's not actually an achievement? <laughs> Just being in the kitchen. We all gotta eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fuck. I'm not really sure what's happening with that. Should I retweet that? I'm in the kitchen every day. I love food. And you're a feminist. And I'm a feminist. (laughs) Kevin Rose tweeted, he is a tech investor. He's worth millions. I'm trying to slow down and actually talk and listen to people I interact with on a daily basis. Baristas, asking the name of the homeless person, etc. Okay, one more time. 
I'm trying to slow down. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Contextualize this person one more time. Kevin Rose, a tech investor, millionaire. He uh, runs the Tony Hawk Foundation. That sort of tech investor. Um, He says on March 15th of this year, I'm trying to slow down and actually talk and listen to people I interact with. Pause. (laughs) Oh, that's neat. That'd be a good tweet. Yeah. That's a good tweet. It's a little ambiguous, but it's a good tweet. Oh, but it continues. Baristas. Asking the name of the whole homeless person, etc. That's just him going, I talk to peasants. <laughs> the tweet could easily be, I talk to peasants. In yeah. context, it's like, oh, you're you're gonna say hi to the little people who aren't millionaires. You talk you talk about insecurity. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know I'm a millionaire? I'm, I'm just like, I'm one of you guys. I'm, I, I'm I, ta- I talk to my barista. I also get coffee. <laughs> yeah! Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Usually oh, when... good for you! <laughs> Usually when I get coffee, I go... They, they go, hi, how can I... And I go... And I just hand them a piece of paper with my order on it, and then I turn my back to them. <laughs> <laughs> and talk That's to no one I else there. I, unless I can verify they're a millionaire, I don't talk to them. But I got this friend, Kevin, who talks to baristas like a weirdo. <laughs> and then every subsequent attempt to talk to me, I respond with... <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. Yo, can we just say that Kevin was feeling Kevin was feeling Kevin that day and tweeted about Kevin. Like, Kevin was like, Kevin, you are... He woke up that morning and was like, you are a good person. You need to tweet about this. <laughs> That's yeah. what he's doing. You know what, you he's know just telling himself he's uh, great. Uh, I'm pretty great, folks. Send. But don't anybody <laughs> go surviving cancer now. <laughs> no. Well, those are different people saying things. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Who... who? Um, this is why... This is why it was good in the past when limited amounts of people got a platform. Yeah. You should. There are. You know what? Not everybody should have a platform. I'm saying it. I'm coming out and saying it. I don't know how to decipher who should and shouldn't, but there are some people that don't need a platform. I think everyone just needs to say fewer things, though. Yes. Yeah, save your bullets. Yeah. Well, because I think if you just reduce mm. the amount of things, it's quality control. Listen, right? that's hard for me to do. I'm a broadcaster with like three jobs. It's really that's very difficult. So. Mm-hmm. Adam works really hard. He's a broadcaster with three yeah. jobs. Sometimes, sometimes I ask the name of the people doing the camera and producing the show. Yeah, I actually saw a barista one time ask him what his name was, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> Mucus is my name. Um, uh, we, can, we can end with this one. Slap can we end? I'm, I'm enjoying this. Do we have to end? We don't have to end. No, let's keep going. Uh, Bill Simmons tweeted in May. Oh, great. On, May 22nd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to it's, question your. This is how Canadian you are. It's like, who's Bill Simmons? Was, yeah. <laughs> I just think the irony of this tweet is amazing. Oh, dear. He said, the best thing about ma- making content mm. in 2016, if you had. If you have, just the mashed potatoes. If you have good content, people are going to find it no matter who you are and where you are. Says the guy who a few months later got his show taken off the air after four episodes For bad because content. it was so awful. I remember that getting <laughs> flamed at the time. Uh, cause I don't know. It's, he still kind of tweets like, uh, Hey, he's a little bit of a Kevin. Hey, you know, I'm just one yeah. of you guys blogging away. Mm-hmm. And then all the responses were like, fuck you, Bill Simmons. <laughs> well, ESPN. See, Bill Simmons could the be, thing was, he, he could be the everyman, but he is so sanctimonious yeah. sometimes that he doesn't. Didn't he wh- used to write for the Simpsons? Bill Simmons? No. Or am I confusing him with someone else? I've, I don't know. I don't think he wrote for I think he, I'm trying to remember. There was someone who was like a Simpsons writer and then got into sports. Oh. 
I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> it could have been. I mean, the guy's extremely talented. He just doesn't win any favors. He's he he doesn't know how to get people on side with Bill Simmons. He's the worst PR guy for I himself. Feel bad because like because he's good. Is he just trying to be positive there and be like, hey, you know, if you want to write something, you know, get it out there? No, because when you when you put it in a Bill Simmons context, it's him going yeah, because he because <laughs> he's a yeah guy. He is. <laughs> That's so he's true. such a yeah, and I like Bill Simmons, but he's. I'm like, can you? How just, would you tweet that? And why? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, good good one for the next episode for Thursday. Can everybody give us their best? <laughs> we'll just run a supercut of them all together. Just back to video. Back to back. Yeah, yeah we'll just get it. We'll record them all and put them all together. And we'll just run them at the end of the episode. Uh, give us give us your. <laughs> but you know what I mean. He's just like he's just blech sometimes, man. I talk to my barista. <laughs> I talk <laughs> to my bar- Kevin. You're so good. <laughs> Shit, Kevin. Head. I said that. Back. Shit, Kevin. Shit, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get so moral, Kevin? <laughs> oh. oh my god! Good job, Kevin. Kevin, you got better shit to do, but you're asking that homeless man and that barista when to their bring, names. When they bring the donation basket around in church, Kevin stands up and goes, "It's a fiver." <laughs> oh, yes. What? What are Big things? Big fiver, no change. Here we go. What are things that fall under the etc. in Kevin's tweet? Oh. What else did he do that day? Oh man. Um. <laughs> He might have held a door for someone. Make, might. Made com- make conversation with the person shining your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he looked his valet in the eye. Well, <laughs> he had a problem with his Tesla battery and and called the dealership himself. If someone, hold- <laughs> right? if someone holds the door for you, gently place your hand on their cheek and go, you're an angel. <laughs> and walk away and continue your day making millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Will make- every time you give money to a homeless person, it's a fiver. <laughs> Charity. 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 Where's your fiver? To everyone walking by. Yeah, just, sorry. This Will- is Jim. <laughs> Didn't ask anything else, but it's Jim. I'm Sean. Will McAvoy. Sorry. Will McAvoy. I believe. McAvoy. McAvoy. McAvoy? Okay, it should be McAvoy, though. Names, we know this. It's okay, man. <sighs> Atlantis. Uh, he's a host of Newsnight at Atlantis Cable News. I don't know where that is. I've never heard of it. I want to say UK. I'm not totally sure. He tweeted, Just so we're all clear, I don't give a flying fuck what you believe. All I care about is what you can show and what you can prove. Is Will McAvoy an atheist? (laughs) I think he might be one of those. Why are we tweeting religious stuff, man? There are certain atheists who just kind of go around their life or just go about their life. And then there's the Ricky Gervais types. Like, man, I love your comedy, dude, but you don't have to every five seconds goes, there's, there's no God, you know. Just in case you, you were wondering, no God. <laughs> Ricky, shut the fuck up. Like, we know, Ricky, you don't, you don't believe in we God. We get it. <sighs> Continue. But other people get to be arrogant and outward about their religion. It, that's what you're doing, Ricky. Um, Why are you being the thing you hate? Sorry. Uh, politics writer, Sarah Kenzivore, she tweeted, Hello, FBI. She's written for The Guardian, actually, Globe and Mail. Huh. So there's some context. So she's names. tweeting the FBI. Good start. Hello, FBI. <laughs> start. It's a good start. It's going to be a good tweet. That's a great way to get investigated, by the way. Tweet the FBI. <laughs> I'd like to report a victim of scam and internet fraud. The victim is the USA, and one of the perpetrators is you. Did she tweet? <laughs> Did she tweet the NSA? Because it's that's the real... The NSA is the real problem. She said, hello, at FBI. 
I, I bet I get butt actually, by the way, on that comment. I say the NSA is the real problem. But actually. Anyway, continue. If, if you Listen, how, do you, how much do you want to bet that for the next five years she gets audited on her taxes? Oh, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know how. As if, now there's another conspiracy, Adam. As if the Twitter manager for the FBI is going, audit! <laughs> Sent an untoward tweet towards me, audit! Why not? Sophia Benoit. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Why not? I absolutely would. I'm just saying I don't think they have that kind of power. Not the FBI. The FBI social media manager. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> imagine yeah, being the guy. Imagine being the person that has to manage social media for the FBI. What a terrible job! I can't imagine being a social media manager for any company is great because basically it's we're too old to know how to post this properly. Here's what you need to post. Just answer hot tips on the JFK assassination all day long. <laughs> imagine it must be crazy. You did it. And they say we did it. FBA <laughs> FBI tweets. No, Elvis actually died. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Shaw JFK. <laughs> Sophia Benoit. She's a refinery29.com oh, writer. Oh, boy. This could go either way. Yeah, it could But since good. it's bad tweet to 2016, I'm going to go with not good. <laughs> Saying Trump has a small dick. One, having a small dick is perfectly fine. <laughs> Two, shame his character instead. But she's right. I'm with her on that. Yeah. Is that a good tweet? I, I, don't, think saying tr- I, I don't think saying Trump is, has a small penis gets you anywhere. It just makes you look like an asshole. The same assholes that are on the other side tweeting the same thing about Hillary. A lot of a lot of my questions about these are though. It does that need to be tweeted? You yes, just, because you, you need to pocket? attack everything. Because you do. Get, give us one more. One more. Uh, do, 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 been thinking about the intersection of selfie and Hamilton. Who tweeted that? What? Let me find out. What Please, she does. what? Her name is Rachel. Hey, Rach. Hello. She is a writer for The New Yorker, L, and uh, The New York Times. Wow. So she's, she's very accomplished. Been so thinking about the intersection, intersection between, between Selfie and Hamilton. Yes. You know what? Maybe I'm just stupid. That's that, likely the case. I don't get that at all. I don't I, I don't think understand. it's... Tr- is it a cultural cross-section she's I talking about? I think it's... They're trying to talk about modern things that they don't like. And this person doesn't like selfies or the musical Hamilton. See, that is, is my she, interpretation of it. Is she talking about selfie, selfies, or because she just said selfie and Hamilton? I don't. Are I they don't talking know. about the song "Selfie"? Yeah, by the Chainsmokers. I don't know. Putting that in the <laughs> that is a shitty tweet. That's a shitty tweet. Yeah, that's bad. All right. It's one thing to understand the bad point that you're trying to make. It's another to just be completely unintelligible. What the fuck is that? Anyways, there's some there's some bad tweets in 2016. You know what I would have liked seeing from Deadspin. Thank worst you, Deadspin. sports tweets oh, of 2016. Why has nobody got, done that? We still got a show. <laughs> Hopefully, we still someone got does one it. Show. I would like someone to compile that because it ain't gonna be me. But wow, send them to us. Yeah, send us the send worst. us your worst sports. Send them to yeah. Jesse. Don't send them to Steve Rice. Send them to Jesse. Your worst sports tweets of 2016. You know what I don't like though. Damn, I, I might be in admit, there. I don't like this. Sometimes people will send me tweets uh, that they don't like. They'll be like, "Oh, look what this person said." But then they'll tag the person and be like, "Look at this fucking idiot." <laughs> and I'm like, don't do that, man. They do like, read that. They do read that. They do read that, and like, I odds are got to meet them. Yeah, or have to meet them at some point. So that's going to be an awkward... Eh. Apparently a lot of my listeners think you're a fuckwit. Mm. Fuckwit's great. Great word. Fuckwit? Fuckwit. Hey, if 
if you are retweeting yourself mm. and I love it. You love it, yes. Okay, so there there is a certain decorum that goes with retweeting yourself. If you are one of those people that re, that, that tweets inspirational stuff that's very ambiguous, okay, are you able to retweet yourself? Because if you're retweeting yourself because you made a prediction, say in sport, in our case, Steve, you're like, oh, I think Austin Matthews get get three goals tonight, and he does, and you retweet yourself, understandable, and yeah. you're doing it in joke, like ah, like with a wink, right? Sometimes I do it. Um... With like uh, like an LFR link content yeah. uh, with my content. content. Sometimes I do it with my content. Is that the case, Steve? It is the case. <laughs> as long as this... <laughs> no one no. knows that story. Is that yet. No, actually, the is case. that actually the... as long as that's the case, Steve? I was. I don't even remember what that was. <laughs> we need to. We... That's something we need to bring up. The context it was just delusional. The reason oh the reason I bring this up is because our good friend Levi Maestro tweeted something on December the thirtieth, twenty twelve, and he said, "I don't deserve anything." Just trying too hard, trying too hard to receive it. What? And he said, two is, is spelled T-O. I don't deserve anything. Just trying hard. Sorry. Just trying hard to receive it. My bad. I don't deserve anything. Just trying hard to receive it. Just tweet. You work hard. That's all. Or don't. But he retweeted. <laughs> or just work hard. Or just work hard and let your work maybe do the talking for yeah. you. Um, Levi Maestro retweeted that. That is from the 30th of December, 2012. And just retweeted that. That's where you're like, okay, right? Good for you. You should just respond to that with good for you. Does, do you think that he talks to his barista? <laughs> 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 do you think he talks to his skateboard shop seller man? <laughs> the guy that sold him the longboard? Yeah, and he doesn't even buy anything. He just goes in there and talks to him. Wow. So that they... Nah, they I bet so they talk they without f- words. Yeah. We had they just a conversation talk without words. After about five minutes, they go, "Sir," and he just goes like this and just walks out, <laughs> in a black Poof. black smoke, maestro, and just walks out. <laughs> Are we being a dick to Levi Maestro? Does he deserve it? I I don't think we're being a dick to him because we never called him a bad person. We just think he's a tad bit ridiculous. <laughs> That's a we're pointing fair out, way. Of I think we're it. pointing out a ridiculous, a bit of a ridiculous personality. Therefore, making me ridiculous. I don't think anybody's... I think we've all kind of called ourselves out for being ridiculous many times. Humanity is ridiculous. That's what we do here. Man, okay, every episode, there's something I don't laugh at hard enough until I watch it again. Jesse's line about the fucking robot becoming self-aware <laughs> from last show. Okay, now you're retweeting yourself. <laughs> I'm retweeting Jesse. I'm retweeting Jesse. Oh, wait, no, I did tweet that. Or did I? No, I don't know. That was to the Facebook. I'm just saying you're retweeting yourself. Boy, is this podcast person. ever done? Hey, so let's do. Uh, let's do. <laughs> uh, let's do the press conference. Oh my god, we're doing a press conference. Yes. The presser S D P. The Steve Dangle press conference. I hope I get some holiday traffic, Adam. Yeah. <clears throat> Steve said that if he wasn't doing this, we'd probably start a UFC podcast. If hockey goes into a lockout, what podcast would you start? What podcast would I start? Yes. Ooh, you know what I'd like to do? I would like to do a show on, uh, I would love to do a Star Wars podcast that was actually like listenable. I haven't found one yet. There's a couple out there though, right? There are a couple out there. Yeah, not good. Um, I, no, it's not that they're not good. I think it's just that what I like about this show is that if you don't like hockey, you can still listen to this show. Mm. Uh, I think what a show, a great show is, is the, it's, it's less about what you know and more about, I mean, it's important what you know, but I want, I want compelling characters. 
more compelling people. So I'd want to pull one together like that. I'd also like to do a different take on history, but I don't want to say that because I actually one day want to do this. So I don't want to give up my full idea for a history podcast, but I actually have an idea on that. And one day would like to do that if, if anything to, ever uh, calmed down. Carlin's? Huh? Have you listened to Dan Carlin? No, Dan Carlin, I he's, plan on binging it over it the holidays. So. Okay, you need to listen to his series on World really War like I. Okay, so you have okay. Oh, my, I've listened to them all. Fuck yeah. They're amazing. The, yeah. he, the way he does it is incredible. The thing is, though, you got to be a hardcore history geek mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a commitment, right? You're talking about a show that's four hours long. He basically writes a book and then dictates it. Yes. Yeah. I want to get rid of that term, history geek. You should want to be informed on what the fuck has happened. If you just called history what the fuck has happened, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, more people would be interested. Well, in it. It, 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 do if you one thing I've become obsessed with in the last year or so, and it is because of Dan Carlin is World War One mm-hmm. and just the events surrounding, leading up to ending it. The World War One was literally the most transformative five six years. I mean, the, the war lasted four and a half. But and it, it was, was like 50 years in the making. Mm-hmm. Yes, 50 years in the making. It's a very key thing I learned. And it was the yeah. end of it was the end of one era and the start of essentially the modern era we're in right now. Like Pretty it much is everywhere. Everywhere in the world. Yeah. Crazy. And not just the Western world or like, whatever. Basically everywhere. Like traditions that had been around for a thousand years ended. Uh, uh, regions that had been the same for a thousand years ended. ended. Uh, empires that had been there for 500, 600, 700 years gone, dissipated forever and and the, the the effects of that are things that we're still seeing today and that i think is so crazy i don't know i love i love that i, I find that war so fascinating history in university was really good i liked it because it, it also clarified a lot of the history that we learned in high school because in world war one they teach you oh it was this country this country this country versus this country this country and the ottoman empire and and they don't and ever explain what the hell that was. I know. I'm like, how about you start with what the fuck the Ottoman Empire was? Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I've been getting into is, and uh, then they explain it. Um, is the 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 Ottoman Turks and and you know what happened with in Armenia, uh, like the Armenian genocide and all that stuff, like crazy. The yeah. stuff that we are not even taught. And tell me about World War One outside of the Western Front. Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. know anything about World War One except for? Uh, France and its colonies and Britain and its colonies Eastern versus Germany Front is crazy. crazy. Yet there's very little written in English on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts. Anyway, it's fascinating. We're totally off topic. I would brought, I would do a history and I would do a Star Wars, but I would do them a little bit differently from what they've been done. And if you have any recommendations on a Star Wars one, please show me. If you're in university right now and you need an elective and you're willing to challenge yourself, take a history. There were really hard courses to take, though. Holy yeah, they're pretty hard. You're going to take a shitload of notes and write 3,000 word essays. And you're going to be in the library all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, geez, I retained as much from those electives as I did from the rest of the school. Are we done? Keep going. More? I got another question. Oh, okay. Had Sidney Crosby played in Wayne Gretzky's era, do you think he would be the all-time point scorer? Uh, probably. I think he would be like a uh, a complete freak to them. He would be the most conditioned athlete in the league, the str- one of the strongest, mm-hmm. fastest for sure. Probably have the best shot. Now, this is the interesting thing: does he get to play with all his equipment, mm-hmm. or does he have to play in '80s equipment, which is different, heavier? I'm sure he'd be fine though. Like when when did Gretzky play through? Like when's the start of the uh, 1979 to, to 1999. Okay, so through that entire era, if, if Crosby gets all that time from 2016 Crosby, equipment and everything, how many points does he score? Like, It's hard to say, but it's funny. I was talking to someone about this over the Christmas break. 
it's easy to talk about Gretzky's era as being crap, and it was. Um, Boy, it's fun though. Yeah, he had a thousand more points than anyone else. Yeah, like other players played in that era. Like I know, I know his era wasn't that great, but in that era, he was way ahead of. Anybody, he was the most dominant player of any one era that anyone ever was. Sorry, anyone what? <laughs> he was the most dominant player of any one era. I'm sorry, what? Any, God damn it, Adam. Hey, what? Any one era. Any what? I, I don't get it. I'm stupid. Sorry, era? Era, Steve? This is your I'm show, so Steve. sorry. How dare you? He's the most dominant player of any one era. Thank you. God. <laughs> was that was that audible blue balls? I'm sorry. Um, Steve ever just doesn't get things sometimes. <laughs> that was a hard every one to show. pick up. Was, every show. That was hard to pick no, up. Okay, that was not argue, his fault. Bobby Orr was the best player of all time. Okay, fine. You could argue Mario Lemieux was the best player of all time. There's mm-hmm. a decent argument for that. Okay, fine. I've seen people say Crosby. Fine. Gretzky was easily the most dominant in his own era, and it's not close. It's not. It's simply not close. Mm-hmm. He fucking destroyed his era. I know. I don't era. I don't have any problem with Gretzky being called the best yeah. player of all time. Like I you don't. look at you look at the those Oilers dynasties and the amazing players on those teams. Gretzky was still like doubling them up in points. How the how is that possible? You're on the same team. You're on the same line. 216 points in one season. 92, 92 goals. goals. What's the assist stat? If he never scored any goals, he'd still lead the he'd entire lead NHL the, in, yeah, in points? The, all-time, the NHL's all-time goal-scoring leader, if he didn't score a single goal, would still lead the NHL in scoring. All-time. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's He's the best player of all-time, period. End of story. <laughs> I most, didn't say he's the best skilled. Most, most dominant. Okay. Semantics. Best most player semantic. of all time. Most dominant. Uh, <laughs> most dominant. Um, but actually most dominant. <laughs> You're right, Steve. But Me the best player of all time is Dominic. Kyle. Steve and I might have a problem. <laughs> oh, you guys oh, have a problem? Shit. We might have a problem. With Steve. me? Because Jalen writes, Hi, my name is Jalen from Tampa. When Adam came down, I gave him a big bag of free stuff. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to double check and see if you guys got it. Well, Jalen, thank you for blowing the surprise because I am going back to Florida next week. I couldn't fit it in my luggage, so I was going to bring it back. Adam's number one export is excuses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a big bag. Wow. <laughs> it's a big bag of free stuff. That was good. So I'd say it's about time that you, uh, I'd say it's about time. <laughs> that you, you uh, coughed up our free Florida shit. Well, I will. Just Florida. Jalen's right. Jalen's totally right. Jalen, you got to give me a mo here, bud. I could not. I couldn't get it home. I was just too much stuff. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger from the beginning of Jingle All the Way. And you were late for your son's whatever he's doing at school thing. You're right. I think it might be karate. I don't remember. So you're driving in the shoulder to Whatever. try to get there on time. Karate's bullshit anyway. Why would anybody want wow. to do that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As I'm Archer calls it, the Dane Cook of martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> the Dane Cook. That's a good it's actually one. a really good. That's a hell of a show, by the way. Archer. Archer. Oh, my God. All right. So are we done? Fuck. It's almost three. Yeah. This has to be the longest one. No. I don't Still think no? So. No. no. What, are, what are we at right now? Uh, about yeah, just uh, just over two. No, definitely yeah, not the longest. No. Just over two. Yeah, yeah. No. 
It hasn't been that long. We, we started like late, three. man. Yeah. Well, anyway. I got a missed call from Mrs. Dangle. Oh, oh my She's mad that <gasps> you guys... What do you guys, mean, huh? Yeah, she's mad that you guys uh, took me away from uh, our, our Christmas break together. Oh, you mean you had to do your goddamn job? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what she's I mad her. about you having to do your goddamn job? Steve <laughs> had to go to work for the second time this month. <laughs> We have done more than two podcasts, Jesse. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.